Hello and welcome. It is Monday, January 9th, 2023. Mm. It's time to slow your roll. I am Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Ocular Report. That guy over there uh, that you can't see, unless you're on the Instagram, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, is local broadcaster Dominic Lorenzano. And like I said, this is Slow Your Roll. Yeah. The NFL season just ended. Well, regular season. Yep. It's playoff time. So, which means we have a lot to cover. Yeah, we're gonna obviously pick. We're gonna pick our first round mm-hmm. uh, games. We're gonna talk the head coaching jobs, some vacancies that are already happening. What's this called? Black Monday. Yeah, that's Cause what all, it's called. Because all the black coaches get fired. That's right. <laughs> um, and then we're gonna do a little, uh, you know, a little quarterback roulette later. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, where, where, a lot of quarterback changed hands last offseason. We think it could happen again. Where, yes. where could some of them go? You know, you know. Obviously, the Patriots broke our hearts yesterday. Uh, Did they though? Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone really thought they were going to win that game. I don't know, man. <laughs> they just keep me on the edge of my seat. Uh, they even when they lose, they make it spectacular. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. But all right, we're going to also talk a little bit of baseball. The Red Sox did a thing. Yeah, it was a good thing. It was. And uh, probably maybe same time Bloom's job for another year. But all right, with that, we can we can we can kick kick the show off. Mm-hmm. Get it, football. Yeah, I get it. All right, all right. All right, take it away. All right, so slow your rolls, team. The Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> have won the AFC South, like we predicted. Now I'm not here. I'm not here to gloat. I'm not here to brag. This is this is a bigger picture opening rant. In the NFL now, moving forward. A precedent has been set now. If you are hiring a head coach, you have to literally think about about 70%, 30%, 70% lean offense. Go with an offensive head coach. That's where we are now in the NFL. The times have changed. Offenses are winning over defenses. With all the rule changes, the fact that the athletes, the best athletes now want to play wide receiver, all that kind of stuff, the seven-on-seven camps, how high-level the quarterback play is now, even when they come into the NFL and how much the college game has become a little bit, the NFL and the college game is more similar than it ever used to be. And let me tell you just how this has played out, right? So the Jags were three and 14 last year, Trevor Lawrence, generational talent. We were wondering, oh my gosh, are the Jacksonville Jaguars going to ruin him? One year later, they bring in Doug Peterson, offensive coach. And we're talking about Lawrence potentially now here at the end of the year. Is he a top 10 quarterback right now in the NFL? He kind of has played like it for the last month and a half. And clearly mm. seems like he could be one. Next one, the Minnesota Vikings. Mike Zimmer, he's been around. He's had some success. He's no, he's not, he's no Freddie Kitchens or anything. So he's a proven head coach. But they were average. And they had been average for most of his time there. Eight and nine in 2021. Kevin O'Connell comes in. Offensive coach with the weapons. Same weapons pretty much that Zimmer had. They go 13-4 and four and win the division and they're the third seed in the playoffs right now. How about the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles? Jalen Hurts lost his job to Chua Tungavailoa in college. No one really thought that he was going to be an NFL quarterback. Goes to Lincoln Riley, an offensive mind, gets things back on track, comes to the NFL. Nick Sirianni, offensive mind, Eagles number one seed. Jalen Hurts looking like a top 10 quarterback in this league. No one really saw that coming. And how about this? Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, right? Then he's looked like a bust for like three years now. 
Brian Dable comes in. This year, Jones, 15 touchdowns, 5 picks, 67% completion percentage, and a quarterback rating of 92.5. The year before, Jones, 10 TDs, 7 picks, 64% completion percentage, and an 84 passer rating. Giants, 9-6-1 this year, 4-7 last year. So we have the precedent set here. In 2022, with the way that the rules are, with the way that the game has changed and evolved, when you're looking for a head coach, you have to seriously heavily consider going on the offensive side. I said about 70-30, and to me, if you have a young quarterback, it's even more. 80-20. And, you know, we had a lot better things to say about Justin Fields this year than we did the previous year, right? Yeah. With all that being said, though, they hired Matt Eberflus, the defensive coach, with all the more positive things we said about Justin Fields, they won three games. They have the number one overall pick. And yes, he's grown. You should grow no matter what from year one to year two. But to me, does that beg the question? Would Should they have been a little bit better with an offensive coach? Would they have used the running more earlier in the season instead of trying to make him a drop back passer for the first five, six games? And should would Justin have grown even further had they gone the offensive route? I don't know. I'm just saying, for all the praise we want to give the fields and stuff, three wins. First overall pick. You're the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. And the last one I want to point out here, and historically this franchise underachieves, but when you look at the NFL right now, I think no one underachieves quite like the Chargers. You got Justin Herbert, high-level talent, blowing rookie records out the water as a quarterback, and the rate and the numbers are still good right now. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, they got Rashawn Slater, the left tackle. Now, he did get hurt at a point this year, so there is that. But with all that firepower on offense, the Chargers are pretty middle of the pack in points per game, yards per attempt, yards per completion. Their opponents usually average more yards per attempt, yards per completion, yards rushing, and total yards than them. And they're about the same on points per game with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler. And they have a defensive head coach. So I think the precedent's been set here. In 2022, you need to lean offense when you're looking for head coach, especially a young one. And yes, Sean McDermott works. He's got Josh Allen. And also, he had Brian Dable, who turned around Josh Allen, then goes and is a head coach of the Giants and turns around a far less talented Daniel Jones. So I think that's the precedent now that we're here in the NFL. You have got to lean heavily on the offensive side when we're thinking about head coaches. I know that's where the game is now, but I want to push back on maybe the Bears a little bit. Okay. Did we not at times this season say like, oh, this team is, I don't know about way better, but definitely better than we thought. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of that was Fields kind of taking over games. Yeah. But they were in a lot of games this season that they all ended up losing, it yes. seemed. And I definitely felt they were tanking at the end. So mm. maybe, I'm not saying they were ever a good team by mm. any means, but they weren't. Okay. They're not your typical first overall pick. I And I agree. And that's one of the things why I even wanted to bring them up in this segment, though. Because for all the positivity and more positivity that we had about the Bears this year, when you looked at it all said and done, though, they still only had three wins. And it begs the question to me, did we just see Fields take a natural progression that he would have with any head coach? Mm. And did we see Fields just from pure athleticism 
and his gifts be able to keep drives together. And like, was the special and the way that they were able to stay in games and generate offense, was it the coaching or was it just fields off script? Mm. Um, it's hard to say because he seems to just run around a lot and that's and, that's, that's kind of what I meant by keep them in games. Okay, but, but is that the coaching though? Generally, no. So generally, they want you so stay in I, pocket, I, 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 don't exa- run around. So this is, but th- this is what I, I it, it feeds into my point a little bit. At least I think so. Now mm. I'm not, I'm not trying to bury Eberflus. Like he didn't look incompetent. I thought the coaching would be worse, but for all the positivity, like I said, we look back now, three wins, and how much of it was just Justin improvising? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, he seems to have got it a little bit when he got injured there. Yeah. But then the second he was healthy again, maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. not. But, uh, you know, I it's obviously the trend right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be no – one, no one really says defense wins championships anymore. No one talks about that except probably Bill. Yeah. I mean, and uh, think about it right now. Can you name me the new, like, not long ago hired defensive head coaches that are working? Staley made it playoff this year. <laughs> yeah, it helps that he had the Raiders and Denver in his division. Mm. Who they, by the way, lost to yesterday. But I know they were resting quite a few starters. Yeah, they lost someone, didn't they? Who did they lose yesterday? Oh, I forget. Someone got injured. Yeah. I know it's not like, you know. No, I know, I know. Um, You know, I can't. I don't really have a good answer for you. Exactly. Uh, listen, I, there's no denying that this is the trend. This is where the NFL I'll, I'll is give heading. You, I'll at least give you a defensive head coach that is working. But, I mean, he's been there a while now. Now, he's not Tomlin, Bill, been there that long. But Mike Frabel in Tennessee. All right. But. I didn't even think of actually Tennessee. But but apart from that, I'm having mm-hmm. a hard time thinking of some defensive coaches that are working right now. I guess Carroll had a nice bounce back year. But you could make the argument, um, you know. I think they're very limited with an older Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I'm, I'm making this argument for you of like if you had an offensive head coach, like maybe the Titans would actually live up to their potential. Mm. They were a f- number one seed. Was it, was it even like last year? Yeah. So, you know, Vrabel's obviously doing well there, but like did they perform how we thought in the playoffs? It depends on how you look at it. I didn't look at them as the, that great of a number now, one seed. I, now, I but, will say, I, I don't think they underperformed this year, though. I think this is what they truly well, were. We picked, I, especially when they lost A.J. Brown. I was like, they have no legitimate... Well, coming into the season, we picked Indy to win that division. Yeah. We oh, got, yeah. I didn't really think they'd be... I mean, I know a lot of it was injuries near the end, but mm-hmm. I didn't think they'd really hit the lows they'd hit. Mm-hmm. But like I said, a lot of that was injuries, and I, I always just thought they'd be an average team at best. Mm-hmm. And, you know... There was that moment where, like, maybe top four team in the NFL. Yes. But just just them for a moment. Yeah. For the most part, they were mediocre. Yeah, so. no, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard right now to try and think of the defensive coaches that are working. I mean, Bill, Bill looks, you know, a little lost sometimes here with the new age of the NFL. He's not adjusting well. And I feel like he solidified himself as a still a great head coach in he this is. league. I think he is. Yesterday. I think he is. Because we we thought oh, we'll talk Pat's name and we'll get yeah. there. No, no, I know. For all the crap that ninety eight five is was given him this morning. Um. <laughs> oh, what were they? I didn't listen. Oh, I did on the way here. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, can you think of any? I'm trying to go through the list right now. It's definitely not recent hires. Zach Taylor, offensive coach in Cincinnati, just made a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan, offensive coach. And here's the thing about that. A lot of these guys, you know, maybe it's because a lot of, a lot of them are getting their chances. Um, and it seems maybe maybe it's just because I'm older and I'm paying attention to more, like all 32 teams more than I was when I was little. I would just watch like the Patriots. Teams are reaching new lows of trash, <laughs> I feel. And, you know, maybe that's because NFL owners aren't giving them chances. I think well, maybe because that's tank, a big one. Because tanking is being embraced more I think, than ever before. I think, I think tanking and also the impatience of coaches, of uh, owners now with coaches. Mm. But there is, I, I just feel like there is a lot of, do we think Zach Taylor's that good of a coach? No, I don't. Like, but how many, but like, his how do expertise you, is on the right side of the ball now in, in 2022. And he's got Joe Burrow and elite weapons. That's kind of the point I was kind of trying to get out of here. It seems like that's just where the game is. Mm -hmm. So you should just hire a head coach because of that. He doesn't even necessarily have to be. You obviously want like, like, man. Oh, no. Mike McDaniels has got a mind for it. Oh, that was the other one I was going to bring up was was Mike McDaniel. Now, I know they stumbled into the playoffs and I'm not a Tua fan. And he got hurt at the end of the year. But go look at Tua's numbers this year compared to last year. Oh, he's so much better. So much better. Well, he was with Tua. They were like seven and zero to start. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was clear that like when the concussion started to take its toll, mm-hmm. like you know, we're not that high on Tua, but like it's clear like when his body broke down as the season went on, like yeah. his play plummeted, mm-hmm. and he he made. I know it was a garbage game to watch, but he he made the playoffs yesterday with mm-hmm. was that his third string quarterback, fourth string quarterback? I don't even know who that was. The third. Just like some Skylar Thompson, some season ticket holder. No, I know, Um, but no, I I agree with you there too. It doesn't even. But that's my point. In twenty twenty three, now twenty twenty three, he doesn't even have to be a genius. He doesn't even have to be an elite coach. But if if he's offensive and he's at least competent, he can work in this league now. That's another reason. And this is why I'm saying you've got to lean seventy percent. I'm thinking hiring an offensive head coach. That is another reason why I do think that like this is maybe not going to last. Maybe not. You, I mean, you you call it not for long. Oh yes, the NFL stands for not for long. So like, with these mediocre coaches, Bill and Sean McVay's first Super Bowl, like mm-hmm. Sean McVay said, he he Bill humbled me. Mm-hmm. You know, offensive. Even the Patriots, like with Tom Brady, where they were like, we're not supposed to even be here. They weren't that great of a team, mm-hmm. but the defense. And there are times this year, this terrible offense for the Patriots have have been kept in the day the game by Bill's defensive mind, mm-hmm. given the other team that is offensively mm-hmm. built from the front office down, mm-hmm. giving them fits. Yeah. So I feel like this is the trend, and I I understand why people are jumping on that, and they should for that reason. But someone's going to figure it out. Someone's going to. You know, click the right buttons. Bill just maybe needs to just hire a goddamn offensive coordinator. <laughs> and I'm sure people were like, you know what? Maybe we should hire defensive coaches that can give these offenses okay. fits, but, but then get a good coordinator. Yeah. Because these offensive men don't quite seem to be able to lead the teams the way, say, a Bill could or even a Mike Vrabel could. Okay. And, and maybe that's a point, but we'll see. But you're framing it in the mindset of if I'm going to go defense, I'm going to have to find someone who's like, special yes 
But I think if you- How many of those, there, there's not many of those out there. So this is why you have to go 70%, 30%. Because even if I don't get someone who's great, as long as he's competent and offensive, there's a good chance he's gonna work. If he's not, these defensive coaches, they they really do not have a mind for offense. I mean, you see it all through the league. So <laughs> yes, unless Matt Patricia has so, proved that. Yeah, so unless he's a, an elite coach, it's not gonna work. Yeah, that's why yesterday, <laughs> yesterday more than I wanted the Patriots to win, I wanted the Dolphins to lose. <laughs> yes, because you heard the rumor that they might fire McDaniel. Yes. Which I don't know if that was real, but oh my gosh, that would have been egregiously stupid. That that was that was on par for Dolphins though. It was. And you didn't you, we did talk about this like we text each other and like you made the point of like someone will pay him a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that is true and it's probably far-fetched, but apparently him and Bill actually have a good relationship. Do they? Like they love to talk football. Okay. So like but I, there I, was hope there. I I know you were hoping. I really I really think that he was he would have gotten another head coaching job if he got fired. Oh, I I, I was leaning that way, but there was there was there was a plot. If McDaniel got fired, though, wouldn't you think that that meant that Sean Payton was coming? To Florida? To Miami. Yeah. That's the only, only reason that I would fire And maybe Tom. McDaniel. And maybe Tom, yes. <laughs> All right. Are we good? Are we good on the opening here? Sure. We are? Yeah. All right. Just saying. Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> plus 425. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, good for you. It was week two. What are you talking about? You agreed. No, but like I want it in. No, I know. You you're you're sad that you didn't give me the your money too to put down on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, rapid fire news. All right. All right, let's start. Bruins. This is where last year. Just keep rolling. Same old story. Same old song and dance. Three and oh. Beat the Kings, Sharks, Ducks, made them look silly. Didn't they score seven on the Ducks? Yeah. I mean, the Ducks were bad. I know, but I was if here's the thing, if that's they still a lot. If they I was disappointed they didn't put up eight. <laughs> there was like six and a half minutes left when they put up seven. I'm like, if you don't get another one, like what are you doing? <laughs> um and they could have. They could have. But uh some bad Bruins news. They haven't missed a beat since. But uh Jake DeBrusque was put on IR. So he might be out for I uh, said about a month, so it's not too bad. Okay. They said hand and lower body injury. Uh, the rumor was he broke his femur uh, during the Winter Classic, which means he scored two goals on a broken femur. So, oh. savage. All right. It can't be. Wait, 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 wait. It can't be a broken femur and have him only be out a month, though, can it? Maybe it's a fracture. I don't. Okay. Here's the thing. They took that back. They don't usually disclose that stuff. Okay. For the NHL. Okay. But all right. More good news. Raphael Devers. Yes. Has signed an 11-year, a hundred. A hundred, three hundred and thirty-one million dollar extension. He's staying for about another three years. That means, and then he'll get <laughs> traded, like this is the Colorado Rockies. Um, but hey, maybe not. Raphael Devers is here. Okay, so for the time being. So can we lay off Henry a little bit? No. I, are you really <laughs> one of these people? Oh, you should have signed Xander and Raffy. No, but he's gonna think. I'm good for the next 11 years. Uh, he might. He might. But, hey, all I'm saying is when it pertains to these two, the Sox did at least exactly what I said they should do. Which was, Xander, you can walk. Yeah, because, Trevor Story. Because we have to keep Devers here. We got Trevor Story, who's going to be injured. Bat 238 again. Yeah, the Story one doesn't look, doesn't look so hot right now. Listen. I like his swing for Fenway. Yeah, I do too. But you got to be healthy, and you got to bat over three forty. 
Or two forty. Yeah, I was gonna say three forty. What are you talking? What are you smoking? Three hundred and thirty-one million dollars <laughs> here. Uh, All right, more baseball news, real quick. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer, he got his suspension reduced, and then he got cut or released by yes. the Dodgers. That doesn't shock me at all. But if he signs somewhere, he could be back and playing this season. Uh, I think he'll miss about thirty games, give or take. Mm. About a month of, if he well, that's you know if he's signed with the team on opening day, that mm. type of stuff. Uh, so Trevor Bauer might be back this season. Do you want him as a sock? What's the price? I bet it'll be kind of cheap. I mean, if it's cheap, why not? It can't be that expensive. He's a cancer and a woman beater, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly a woman beater. Definitely cancer, though. But, yeah, <laughs> you see, you know, my thing with the Bauer stuff is it, it actually, the story annoyed me a little bit because it kind of like when you looked at it, it didn't seem like there should have been enough evidence for him to get the suspension that he did. But the thing with Trevor is like the warning signs personality wise have been there long before <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Like sure, throwing like a ball over center. Field like he's ball. yeah, like he's been hated at almost every single clubhouse he enters. So I mean, I do have a a built up sort of to be like you know, it's a little believable in general that you might be this kind of person. Sure. <laughs> And I know um, that, you know, court of law, that's not, but, you, but, but you, it's a little different to me. You'd hope he'd mature and learn something from all this. <sighs> and maybe like, I don't know, just shut up in the clubhouse. Yeah, he probably should. <laughs> but, but all right, more news in this not so rapid fire news yeah. today. But all right. Hey, those Jaguars, they clinched the AFC South with a 2016 win over the Titans to be honest, that game was lower scoring than I thought. Mm. Not on the Titans' end. I just thought the Jaguars would have an easier time with that. But hey, man, Mike Vrabel. Well, Mike Vrabel's a dog, and, and he, he will get his team come hell or high water, no matter how limited they are. If it's a must-win game, like they're gonna go balls out. Sure. And they they did say like we do not give a damn about the Cowboys game. We're, oh, yeah. We're preparing two weeks for the Jaguars. Well, you know, and in Vrabel's defense, part of the reason they fell off wasn't just Tannehill's injury. Their defense did get wrecked to, like, hell and back. I mean, sure. they were down to, like, some, you know, practice squad guys in the secondary and stuff. I so, think... Like, uh, no, it, I don't like, th- it, like, it was bad. I don't know if it was Tennessee, but I saw, like, someone, like, of the four starting cornerbacks, three are playing their first game. Yeah. So, but all right. More news. Chiefs clinched the number one seed in the AFC, 31-13 over the Raiders on Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, and then Lions, they slayed the beast last night. Yes, they did. Uh, Twenty sixteen, and gave the Seahawks that final playoff spot mm-hmm. in the NFC. And you know, you know who's not on our slate to talk about today? Aaron Rodgers. You know why? Because he might. Well, I'm just sick of it. <laughs> I'm over it. Everyone making making it a, a big deal this time. I don't think it's going to well, be any different than the last two off seasons. He'll threaten retirement. It'll be dramatic, and he'll stay right in Green Bay. He did look sad though. He did, but also like he wanted to get paid fifty million dollars. So I yeah. highly doubt he was like, "Oh, I'm only going to do it for one year." I think. Come I th- on. Listen, I think he will be back. I don't think it will be quite as dramatic. Maybe not. I think he will have that like I might retire stuff going on. Yeah. But then, like, he'll be like, damn. $50 million. <laughs> and, like, 
that Green Bay crowd. Yeah. Like, they'll love me no matter what. Exactly. So that, that's why it's not on the docket. And as long as I got Randall Cobb, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, right, that has been Rapid Fire News. Yeah. And that'll take us into our next segment, the Heartbreak Kids, <laughs> the Patriots. Here's the thing. You say, like, oh, is it really that heartbreaking? Listen, I went to that week thinking, like, the Bills are going to blow us out. Like, especially after the game really mattered to the Bills because mm-hmm. uh, of the DeMar Hamlin situation. Like, I thought, like, oh, not only, how like, how much they have to play for, like, you know, not only are we playing for our first, maybe first overall seed, uh, first round bye, home field, but DeMar. Mm. So I thought this could have been a route. But the Patriots, I don't know, they, that was actually, I know he had two picks, but that might have been Mac Jones' best game of the Didn't season. Didn't he throw three? No, it was two. Right, two, two, two. I think he oh, three. no, he did throw three. Yeah, I think he threw three. I don't even remember that third one. Yet I still feel that was kind of no. You're not. Oh the, wait, I remember that because it was. You're not the only one who has said that. It was Damian Harris, and then he was just like, "Here you go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're not the only one. I know where you were going with that. That was one of his better performances this season. Yeah, he you're was, not the only one who said that. He was throwing it downfield. Uh, oh, there was the, the Hunter Henry one also. That was, he kind of forced that one, but mm. in the situation, like I get it. Uh, there was a safer play to be made though. Um, but I, I feel like Mac Jones balled out as much as Mac Jones can, mm-hmm. um, especially in that situation. Uh, and the fact that the Patriots stood up to that kid who's been bullying him so hard the past few years and wants his revenge, and I saw it because I get it from the Bills' perspective. But I, I felt like, you know, that defense solidified itself as being really good. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like I said, Mac Jones maybe had his best game of his maybe his career so far. And I actually felt like watching that offense, I was like, you know, if we had an offensive coordinator and maybe like one more off wide receiver piece, mm-hmm. why shouldn't this offense click? No, I, I get really you. maybe the offensive line needs a little fixing as well. Because, um, you know, at times like, you know, every time you need to just get a go after Mac Jones third and like seven, mm-hmm. just go after him. Yeah. Line can't handle that. Mm. No, I get you. Um, but we look good. Yeah, I, I do. We can get into the, the Buffalo and all, but I got to throw this out there now. And I was thinking it. It was it was percolating in my head. And then I listened to 98.5 this morning, and they they had, you know, sound bites of, of what Bill said after the game. Well, not like right after, but the next day. Okay, yeah. This morning. And then also, you know, reports on just how annoyed Kraft was and stuff. So Bill didn't exactly give the most ringing endorsement of Mac Jones when they asked him about next year. He did say, um, you know, we think he can be a starting quarterback in this league if we all get together and and all, you know, get together and on the same page. And basically, yeah. which two things. One, he's been your starter for two years. And your comment is, we think he can be a starting quarterback in this league? And also... If we can all get together on the same page. I mean, Mac clearly has not been all that happy with the coaching staff, and I'm sure Bill ain't happy with him about that either. You know, kind of made it a little more interesting. And I know Kraft is upset. We think Kraft and Bill are going to have a sit down, and Robert's probably going to try and have him make some changes. Jimmy G's out there. <laughs> uh, l- listen, you laugh, but think about it. Bill's thinking, I'm getting heat from the media. I'm getting heat from everybody else. Now Robert's going to sit me down and try and tell me how to do my job. 
I had a plan in place years ago and you pulled out the rug from under me and made me trade him. If Robert really applies pressure for Bill and tries to make Bill do something he doesn't want to do, is there a chance that Bill counters with go get me Jimmy G? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not usually a big like, oh, conspiracy opinion. I don't know. It makes a little sense to me. Uh, Tom is also out there this offseason. That's not going to happen. Tom's not coming back to New England. That's not happening. Listen, I, I understand this like, oh, that's not a yes. That's kind of uh, maybe even insulting mm-hmm. to Mac Jones. We think he can be a starting quarterback. Yeah. It's like, it took you two years to say you think? Yeah. So I get that. But like, has Bill given a straight answer since, I don't know. I, I know. Super I Bowl 39? I, I mean, sometimes <laughs> if you ask him dumb questions, he does. Like, no. there have been times when Brady had the really bad start to the beginning of a year and they were like, you're going to evaluate the quarterback position, and Bill gave a well, straight right. answer. There are <laughs> there are the questions Bill likes, where he'll give a ten minute answer about like fullbacks and yeah. long snappers, and then there's stupid stupid ass questions where he's going to give you a real answer to show how stupid you are. Yeah, but like if you if you ask anywhere in between, just an average everyday question, mm-hmm. you're wasting your time. <laughs> he's not going to answer it. Um, and here's the thing. He's, he's right a little bit. They do need to get on the same page. Mm-hmm. Mac needs to play ball a little more. Mm-hmm. I know it sucks that you're being given plays by a defensive coach and Joe Judge. Whatever he is. But that's just your situation. Mm-hmm. Make the best of it. Show that they are the problem. Mm-hmm. That's why I said about Derek Carr last week. If you just showed up and there was just a mess... You look fantastic. I mean, I I, I kind of still think the Raiders <coughs> told him to go home. Oh, if they tell him that, that's different. But yeah. you've got to come out and say, we told him to go home. Yeah. I just think Derek's too nice a guy and too loyal to the organization to, to just say, they told me to go home. I think he was just, oh, I don't want to be a distraction. <laughs> sure, sure. But, like, <clears throat> if you're there on the field and that's what you have to deal with, as much as you hate it, listen, go to Bill at some point and then be like, Bill. I'm dying here. This is killing me. This can't be working. You gotta. You just, we're seeing the same thing here, right? But don't be on the sidelines screaming. Yeah. yeah, screaming. Throw the effing ball. Stuff like that. You know the cameras on you. Mm-hmm. You know you're not Tom Brady, but you're Tom Brady's replacement. Mm-hmm. I know Cam Newton technically was, but like everyone is looking at you every Sunday. You are Bill's new prodigy. Mm-hmm. Everyone is gonna watch you. And you need to be professional about it. Mm-hmm. You need to be a little more mature than you've been. Um, we all are on your side on the fact that, like, there's no way you can succeed mm-hmm. with this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. But you're turning people against you with your attitude, how you're going about it. So Bill's right about that. They need to get on the same page. But Bill needs to see some of what Mac Jones is saying yeah. and throw the effing ball and get some real goddamn coaches on that sideline yeah. no, to I, call the plays. But I, I want to bring up something here. All right. Now, Greg Cosell, if you don't know who that is, he's, he works for NFL Films, right? And this is one of the reasons I like listening to him because he's not an opinionist. He doesn't have his own show. He goes on whatever show the NFL wants him to and tells him to go on. He was, and he goes on Colin Cowherd every uh, Wednesday or Thursday, I think. I forget which. But, but he's not an opinionist. He will just tell you what the film says when he watches it. And if you try and get him to say an opinion, he just, for the most part, just 
Well, the film says, <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not, he's not a personality. Sure. Back to back weeks, he said the same thing about Mac Jones, though, and he said, when I look at the problems that Mac is having, it's hard for me to actually say it's just a function of coaching because he misses basic reads, remedial stuff that you should do in day one, in day two. He's missing them consistently this season. That's that's concerning. But do you not think that can't be like, hey, look at the film. Like, look at this. Look at this. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he was any in, you know, he in in a non-opinionist way through his shade at Patricia and Judge. But he did say a lot of the problems with Mac this year. It's hard for me to just say it's a function of coaching because he does this. He misses basic reads that any quarterback in the NFL should be hitting. And when it's that basic and that remedial, it's hard for me to blame just the coaching on that. How is he the only one seeing this then? I'm sure he's not. But like who, who else is going to talk like that? That's not a typical football talk. He's missing okay, reads. But, 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 people, but people who do the football talk aren't usually the ones who want to say that because they work for an organization or they work for a team and they don't want to say that. Why wouldn't Felger say that? I don't know. He why. hates Mac Jones. I don't know why Felger won't say that. Why wouldn't Tony Mass say that? Because, because they probably don't do what Greg does. They probably don't go back and just re- – like he's Tom Brady, like sitting there rewinding forward rewind forward on game film like these guys don't do that so uh, Felger, i mean I, Felger, I i don't know about 98.5 and like radio hosts like, again i'm not calling them out right here yeah your, your typical radio hosts and stuff like that but like i feel like your espn guys i don't think they do why not especially I think, the former I think, nflers i think if they have a specific you don't uh, think ryan clark still watches game film i think I think he'll watch game film for a particular assignment that he is given. I'm not saying they're all watching every 32 teams all the time, but like, I mean, I'm no sure one's before, been like Mac Jones can't hit any of his reads. I'm sure they've said it without completely saying it, but I don't know. I don't know. This is weird that no one has said this. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I can send you the link if you want, but sure. Yeah. yeah. After the show, I, I yeah. watched that. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, so that's a little damning on Mac. It, and it was mixed with that. But I, the, like, I also feel like that should, like, hey, man, like, just circle it on the film. Like, bro, like, look, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. And, like, just drill it in him. Like, that thing where you sit him down and make him write the same sentence, like, a yeah. hundred times on but, a I paper. Mean, and, and, here's, and here's why I'd say maybe why it's not getting fixed, right? And this goes with attitude. If you have a bad attitude and you're sure. half checked out, you will make dumb mistakes that aren't Patricia and Judge's fault. They are your fault. I'm not, again, they suck. I there. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine that they come back next year, at least in the role that they're in. I can. I can't. I don't think even Robert. I don't think Kraft would let that happen. Here's another. Why is Joe Judge not the like? We haven't won a. Wait, what is it now? Four years we haven't won a playoff game. I think it's more than that. No, it's four. Brady's last year. Cam Newton, COVID season. Two. Yeah, two years of Mac. Then two years of Mac. Okay. So it's four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Kraft's not happy about it. Wait, why is Joe Judge not the special teams coach? I don't know. This was actually one of the worst years of special teams for the Patriots I have ever seen. <laughs> and I feel bad because this might have been Matthew Slater's. That might have been Matthew Slater's Mar- last game. Marcus Jones resents that comment. Bro, one <laughs> man can't fix no, this. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like, two. I know. Kick return. Here's the thing. That was a winnable game. 
even with the two tick kick returns, like, you know, the fourth quarter got away. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was a winnable game. Like, no, I know. Even with the one kick return. Well, listen, so what's he going to do, right? Because, you know, he wants to take care of his people. Maybe he doesn't want to fire him. So Joe Gudge goes and works special teams. What do you do with Patricia, though? I don't know. Go coach the... She'd be like, bro, you suck. Go, go coach the linebackers. He's like, listen, man, I don't know what it is. You can't... You're just not good at this anymore. <laughs> there was a time where I thought Matt Patricia was like, oh, he's a decent play caller on the defensive side. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think he's good at anything anymore. No, I know. I don't either. Like, his heck, his last game coaching for the Patriots <laughs> on the defensive side was Super Bowl 52. Where Nick Foles wrecked him. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I know. But... Um, what do you give any validity to the, my scenario I threw out here? I'm not not that I'm the only one who's thrown this out. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard it a few times. Here's the thing about like, oh, you you had a plan with Jimmy. Jimmy was your guy. Particularly if Kraft makes a big issue of sitting down Bill and be like, you need to make changes. I think Bill uh, Kraft's definitely going to sit down Bill and say you need to make changes. But I think he needs to make change. He's going to say that like you need to get an offensive guy. Like that's like that's all I think he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Because apparently, like, I don't know exactly how much, but there's a lot of money mm. that Bill has to play with this offseason. Yeah. So I'm sure Kraft might be like, listen, man, use that money. But, like, you know, what's what's really the moves he can make? You know, maybe he can bring in some offensive line guys mm-hmm. and a piece. Mm-hmm. But, like, we don't need a rush. We don't need to bring a running backs. No. Bill's good at actually drafting running backs to teams. Yeah, he is. Um don't draft a wide receiver. Don't even bother. <laughs> but like you know, find one. I still think maybe a new tight end. I still think Tyquan Thornton can work. I think Patricia and no, that's just doesn't know how no, to that's freaking I, use him. This is what I feel like when I look at this offensive squad. Devontae Parker, when he was healthy and seemed like he wanted to play, mm-hmm. still got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne, when they called his number, yes, got it. Jacoby Myers. When he's engaged mm-hmm. and thinking, he's pretty good. Uh, um, Aguilar's on this team. Uh-huh. Ty- here's the thing. I think a guy, like, obviously it's not going to happen anymore. But even just someone of the caliber, which I don't know where you're going to find this offseason, of a Mike McDaniel, you don't think he's going to have a field day? With a Tyquan Thornton? No, I'm sure he'd find a. I'm sure he'd find ways to get the ball in Thornton's hands in space. Even just like using him, like oh, we're gonna constantly send him deep, and because Max Jones can't quite hit that, Kendrick Bourne's gonna be open in the middle field all day. Yeah, just stuff like that. You don't. It doesn't even necessarily have to be getting it into his hands, but using him in ways where he's not useless in a play, mm-hmm. even when he's not the guy getting his number called. Yeah, no, there's, I get you. There's so much more than like, oh. Did you notice that also every single play yesterday, Hunter Henry was moving? Really? I noticed that, like, I mean, it wasn't literally every play. No, I don't even mean But, that. like, pre-snap movement, like, it was just Hunter Henry moving mm-hmm. to one side of the line, uh, stuff like that. And I'm just like, why is it always Hunter Henry? Like, oh. And it's just like, at some point, like... Because they were... Listen, they've never done this before. <laughs> so they were trying our... I know this. someone's supposed to move. Yeah, they're like, well, you know, I watched tape of the Vikings when they played us. They use a lot of motion. So, hey, Joe, you want to try that? Okay. <laughs> Let's not do more than one person. It's just, this, is, this is a lot. <laughs> Hunter's the only one. <laughs> one, game at, one game at a time, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Guys, it's week 18. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, Jimmy G, no. But Bill's so far removed from his Jimmy G plan. No, I know. Like he's moving on to his Mac Jones plan. I can't imagine Patricia and Judge are back next year, though. I, I, I do think... I, I think I think Bill's getting enough public heat from the media that Robert feels comfortable that he can apply pressure to. I think Joe Judge is in this coaching staff next season. He might be, but not working on the offense. I think Matt Patricia's not far. <laughs> He's somewhere. <laughs> He's close. He's the official clipboard holder. <laughs> he, he gets Bill his coffee. He might do that. For some reason, he just loves Matt Patricia. That's like his buddy. I don't know. I don't know. Bill's a loyal guy. He, want, he wants yes, man. That's really Bro, weird. then bring back Flores. I don't. I don't know. Heck, make Flo- Flores call the plays. Uh, well, because Brian Flores now has become too much of a, like, distraction. I guess. You can't you can't text There's, Brian Flores that, like, hey, you're not getting the Giants job. Oops. Yeah. And then bring him back. That, lo- that looks suspicious. Yeah. It does. And in general, you know, Bill just doesn't like distractions. Brian is a distraction now. I don't know. No one's talked about him. Because he doesn't have a job, really. He's in the Steelers he organization. Is, He's their linebacker coach. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. With that, we're going to take our first quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Jim Harbaugh rumors. Yeah. I'm sure I'm going to start most of this because it relates to the college and stuff. But, I mean, you know. I've heard. I've heard. There are NFL things that he was offered or at least talked about. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, I heard he's um, talking to Denver. And then we'll start rating, you know, the opening, the jobs that are open. We'll talk Lamar and stuff like that. So stick with us, guys. We'll be back. Here at Slow Your Roll, we're going to start, as you said, it's Black Monday. This is when some of the coaches start getting fired. The only one I've heard so far confirmed is Lovey Smith. Uh, Now, he he got fired hours after the game. We're going to have more on that later. Um, But we knew there'd be plenty of openings. The Carolina job has been open for a while. So that brings us to Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, a lot of people don't like Jim. Like, really, a lot of people, especially in the media, do not like Jim Harbaugh. And I get it. He's a little odd. He's a little quirky. He's intense. Uh, the religious thing definitely, you know, pisses some media people off. Uh, it, it do. Oh, the media people. But, like, what's their opinion matter? <laughs> yeah, because sometimes media influences a other A lot of NFL that... players are religious. That's true. So, like. I get you. But, but anyway, people don't like Jim Harbaugh. And I will say this, the last two years, it's a bit exhausting that every year I have to hear about, oh, is Jim going to go back to the NFL? <laughs> and Jim doesn't always do a great job of shutting it down like he should, but I am going to defend Harbaugh. And this is why I don't think Jim shuts it down and why Jim shouldn't shut it down. Michigan is a weird place as a college program. I mean, there's a there's a sensational book about when Rich Rodriguez um, coached there for a little bit called Three and Out. It's a bizarre. It's by uh, John U. Bacon. It's, <laughs> it's not a plug. No one's no one's giving me money. All right. That's just, it's an amazing book. 
Um, but it's a, it's a really weird place where they care a little bit too much about you fitting into what they want their coaches to be. You got to be a Michigan man, and you got to do a lot of ass kissing and and stuff like that. It, it's ridiculous. And the program and the fans are a little delusional about how good they think their football team should be, especially in today's day and age. So I get why Jim would want to keep the pressure and the leverage on, because if I had to deal with that all the time, but I was winning football games, I'd want to apply pressure to them too, because they can get a little delusional and a little bit high and mighty over there in Ann Arbor. Um, The other thing is when he had the really bad year during COVID, they actually made him come back and negotiate his contract and take less money, which I've never really seen that happen with a coach, especially in college. So there's that to throw on. So now that Jim's having success, why not apply pressure to get the most amount of money as possible? And the last thing is, I do think at some point very soon, Jim is going to go to the NFL. And one of the biggest reasons why is the stuffiness of Michigan, and this one isn't even just Michigan. It's the Big Ten schools in general. They are, they see themselves as a bit more regal, very academic. They don't want to pay the same money in NIL that the South, like the SEC teams will. And obviously there's more players down there already. So the SEC has a huge advantage advantage in recruiting over most of the Big Ten schools. And you now you throw in the fact that some of these schools like Wisconsin, Michigan, even Ohio State, I've heard, can sometimes be a little bit more reluctant of paying players in their NIL deal that they have on campus, like more reluctant than you would think. So there's a lot of things here working against Jim for reaching the upper echelon of like trying to win a championship. So I think at some point Jim is leaving and I I will defend Jim for applying all the pressure that he can every offseason to Michigan. Hmm. I will agree with something you said there. What? Michigan's a weird place. Yeah. Sure, the state's weird. But there is something I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Didn't really notice until you said that, though. Everyone I know, some personally, some just I see in the media, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. they're all so, it's like a cult. It is. Michigan guy. It Michigan is. guy. It is. It is. Like, they love the fact that you went to Michigan. I mm-hmm. went to Michigan. Oh, I went to, yo, we went to Michigan. It Not is. Michigan State. F those people. Michigan. Yo, we're Michigan people. Yeah. No, it is. Dave Portnoy. Yeah. They love that you went to Michigan. And, and, and when they were looking for head coaches in the book, it literally talks about how so many boosters and stuff hated Rich Rod the moment he walked in because they were just like, he's not a Michigan man. What does that even mean? <laughs> he didn't build cars with his bare hands. Yeah, like he can get shot at in the streets it, of Detroit. It's it's a weird, it's a weird, and I like the his house culty, isn't condemned. A little culty. Now Jim went to school there and stuff, so he is a little bit more of a made man. But when you have coached in the NFL, right, you come from a little bit of a different disposition, and you've had the kind of success that Jim has had. I'm sure the things about Michigan and the way they run their program probably annoy him. Mm. I mean, you, you've told me, uh, it was kind of news to me mm-hmm. when you first told me that, like, oh, he, he's kind of one of those guys that, like, overstays his welcome. Uh, he does. Uh, and he, that's kind of what went down in uh, uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. and why he left. Uh, how long has he been in Michigan at this point? Has uh, it been a decade? 
No, 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 no. It's not been a decade. I think it's been because he he left like was it only like a year after he went to that Super Bowl with yeah the... yeah I think he, I think it's been six years. Really, I thought it was longer than that. Maybe it's been seven. I mean, you can do a <laughs> I you can do a quick look up if you want, but um, but they were they were in a really bad spot before he got there, and they had been in the bad spot for a while. I mean, their other coaching hires had not worked. Rich Rod didn't work. Brady Hoke didn't work. So, I mean, who wants to go to Michigan? Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> Like, I get it. Like, historical school, Tom Brady went there, blah, 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 blah. You'll be in the cult. You probably got to wear, like, the mask and go to the effed up parties and whatnot um, mm. when you're rich and famous. Oh. What? Jim Harbaugh reportedly is going to interview for the Denver Bronco job. Yeah, I said that. I didn't even realize that. I heard yeah. that there was some interest, <clears throat> but after he said not long ago that he was going to, that he felt confident he was going to stay at Michigan, so interesting i mean he's probably gonna go to denver look around and feel very confident he's staying in I michigan mean, yes. <laughs> I, I think i think he's staying at michigan i think he's doing this to drive up the price sure he wants he wants some of that money back that they made him renegotiate two years ago and john elway and what's his face will come in disheveled from drinking the night before and he'll be like i'm staying in michigan <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen with jim harbaugh but okay there's probably something in the water in michigan that's why they're all like you know all those lakes and whatnot I think it's just, it's, you know, small town, you know, living in the past a little bit when they were, you know, the premium program in college football. Building cars. That too. But yeah. It's cold up there. Who wants to go there, man? What are, what are your opinions on Jim Harbo, though? I think he's nice. I mean. I've never he, met him. He so had a he's... lot of success with the Niners, man. No, I did. He, he did. He made me think. He made people think Kaepernick was a good quarterback. I know. He won a lot of games with Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith, by the way, too. Yeah. So, like he never had like a great quarterback, and yet. And the other thing is, he had to play in a division with the team that was like the dynasty, the Seahawks. The, uh, the Seahawks they, overlapped with. Yeah, they did. They were trying to be. But then, like like so many before them, no, I know they didn't. The Patriots said no. I, no, no, I know they didn't end up being a dynasty. But I'm saying like the premier talented team in the NFL yeah, I, was literally right there in his division that he had to get by. Sure, all the time, and he made a Super Bowl with Kaepernick. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't go that great. It did not. But he was in a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. I don't expect yeah. it to go that great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but like, well, sure, like I. Thought he always thought he was a good coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a fan of the Harbaugh's in general. Yeah, like I, I just think they they got the football mind. It was that's why it was kind of shocking to me when you said like he's he's that guy that overstays his welcome. He's kind of overbearing and oh, he's a he lot is. to handle. He has a lot to handle because then you look at John, who's just been with the Ravens forever. John's ne- a lot never chiller had a, than, never had a single problem. Yeah, John's a lot chiller than Jim. But I guess you do just look at them. Like I, I do remember. And I don't really watch college football though, but I remember. Um, Jim being pretty uh, animated on the sideline, not even just like yelling at like the refs or something, but he's just very, he's got a you know big personality, it looks like. And John has had the same look on his face since the first time I saw him. Mm. So I get it. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Hey, all right. So from talking about Jim and the NFL jobs, let's get to the NFL jobs themselves. Now, last week, I think I said like, is this like the worst crop of NFL jobs I've ever seen. Like, they're all bad. Kind of, yeah. We're going to videotape it. I want both of us to. Okay. Um, I'll let you start, though. Let's start with Denver. What number are you giving it? One is 
just the worst of the worst. Ten, it's a amazing job. What are you giving the Denver Broncos job? This is not how I thought we were going to do it. Oh, how'd you think it was going to be? I thought we were going to go down our list. Oh. And be like, this is the best job. This is the worst job. Oh, no, I was just going to. Right, okay. Right. Denver. I think Denver is the second worst job. Okay. I went back and forth with another one as to being the worst job. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've said it many times. I think Denver as is establishing itself as a premier garbage franchise where the front office is a load of trash. I don't care John Elway won a Super Bowl. Doesn't mean he can run a franchise. Just ask Cam Neely. Um Cam Neely never won actually anything. Mm-hmm. Um but just because you hire someone that used to play for you and is a legend for you doesn't mean he's going to actually hire the correct people, get the correct players, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's only one team I actually think is worse and that's just because I mean, you got a, you got good players here. Yeah, you got a good squad. The defense we know is good. In theory, Russell Wilson should be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know Jerry Judy's pretty talented. Uh, this is uh, uh, Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. is pretty talented. Uh, Williams was a good running back. You know, with the knee injury, well, it's always a question when he comes back. But then, in theory, this should be a pretty well built team. Mm-hmm. But like everything else, is a disaster. Hmm. And, you know, I actually, when I was going over this this morning, I added an extra number to Denver, though. And I will tell you why. Because Russell Wilson has played a lot better the last two games now without Hackett. Sure. So maybe he's not. That's what I mean. We, we look so at- maybe he's not washed. But anyway, so let me let me get into it. So No way they don't fall off that fast, quarterbacks. Wait, what did you give the number, though? I forget. Two. Second two. worst. Okay. I don't know how you. I get you. I get you. Second worst. You can do it how you want. I'm gonna. I didn't rank it as far as like one, two, three. I just gave like a rating for mine. Like a letter? No like a grade. <laughs> See, this is why we we didn't discuss this one. No, I know. It, it's fine. You know what? <laughs> Wait, did you record all that? I did. Put on the Instagram anyway. No, not that part of it. I won't. But anyway, you, you know what? Fine. I'll do it your way. I like that. Okay. So of the of the of the five that we kind of feel very confident will be open. I will say Denver is the third worst of them, but as an overall job, it is still really bad. And I'll tell you why. Because Denver is in a really, really awkward place as far as like very uncertain. You don't know about the ownership. I mean, I talked about this last show. We don't, we have no precedent with the owners. Russell Wilson is a massive cap hit. You have no draft picks. And yes, Maybe it was all Hackett, and maybe you're about to walk into a job that at least has really great defensive pieces and a good starting quarterback, and maybe it's an amazing job. But if Wilson is washed, you've basically just walked into a job that you will fail. Like, there's no hope for you. If Wilson's washed, there's nothing you can do. You can't trade him. You have no cap space to do anything else, and you have no draft picks. You are done. You've walked into a job just to get fired in two to three years. So... Because it's that bad of a risk, it's a pretty awful job still. Mm. I'm a little. I can see your notes here. I'm a little confused by your ranking of what you were going for. I was just giving a number rating. Basically. Okay, but you gave Denver an H. That's a four. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Well, because I was like, I'm looking at your notes, trying to figure out what your ranking was going to be, and I'm like, there's five teams, and you got H six one one three. That's not an eight. That's a six. <laughs> shut up. All right, I, but no, okay, I understand. Why I on to the next one. What team do you have next in your notes that you want to do now? Oh, we'll just pick. Yeah, should I just do my worst team then? Yeah, do your worst one. Okay. I mean, if you can't guess, I mean, I think I know what the worst one is. 
obviously the worst place to get a coaching job right now is the Houston Texans. Yeah. They have nothing going for them. At least Denver has players. Mm-hmm. I think they have Brandon Cooks. Who doesn't want to be there? Yeah, I don't and know how much longer he's going to be there. They they wasted their first round pick. I'm surprised actually Nick Casario didn't get mm-hmm. fired because there are rumors that he was. I guess there's still time to get fired at any moment. <laughs> well, I, I think I think they had to deal with Jack Easterby kind of like meddling in what Casario wanted to do too. So I think you got to fire Easterby before you fire Casario. Okay, maybe maybe. So Casario gets one more year. Okay, very good for Casario. <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably bad for him because he's going to make himself look worse. I'm sure. Yeah, but this is like. The front office is bad. The players are not that good, and they don't want to play for you. You've just fired two head coaches in back-to-back seasons. Like, I can't imagine you're even going to get the great candidates. You're you're getting the people who are desperate for jobs, yes. who are desperate for head coaching yeah. jobs, really yeah. any maybe job in the NFL, yeah. to be honest. Like, if you try and call Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh, they're not even going to take an interview. The Texans are calling. It's like, uh, take a message. Yeah. Like, it, it is bad. No, 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 no. There's no reason. I don't even think there's a reason an average candidate would take this job. I wouldn't this take this job. I mean, I think it's the worst front office. It, it's a weird front office. It's like a cultish front office. It's like a Michigan guy. It's, it's super weird. I'm not even videotaping this one because there's not much more I can add from what you said. It's It's a... It's probably the worst job in the NFL and probably one of the worst jobs in a long time. Yeah, I don't know if I could ever... I mean, maybe some Lions jobs Yeah, back in the day, but I can't... I mean, the Browns were pretty toxic for a while. Here's the thing about that, though. You know the fans will show up. Mm-hmm. You know they'll, like, they'll probably give excuses for you. Whoa, like, what team are you coaching? This team sucks anyway. Like, yeah. come on. Like, No. There's that. There's like, no interest in Houston at all. With the no. Texans. No, they'd probably they'd rather watch the Cowboys, or heck, the Longhorns. That too, <laughs> or maybe Texas A and M. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I haven't heard their uh, their college name in a long time. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. Not since Johnny Football. Yeah. All right, next one. So, I have the Indianapolis Colts rated as the second worst job of oh. these jobs because I mean it's pretty obvious that the owner wants to be really involved in football stuff. And that's not usually a recipe for success. I mean, they he forced Frank Reich to play Sam Ellinger. So, and anyone who watched Ellinger in those two games, like he's not really an NFL quarterback. And yet the owner was like, you have to do this. And then he hires Jeff Saturday. I, I mean, Ursay has had his problems before. This isn't the first time they've gone through like spouts of, Jim just be like, all right, I want to be involved in everything. <laughs> and they're in one of those spouts right now where Jim wants to be this, that. He wants personnel decisions. That's never a good thing, especially someone particularly like Jim Ursay. So because you're going to have that guy looking over your shoulder all the time and messing with football things that he shouldn't be messing with, second worst job. There's also just, I mean, you don't have a quarterback. Um, I don't know. I like Chris Ballard. Ballard might get fired now, too. So you're not going to know the GM. So, yeah, second worst job of all the job openings that we've seen so far to me is the Indianapolis Colts. You just made a face. Dude, look what I just figured out. What? Look at these, like, right here. It's like, I can move them. Oh, my gosh. Boom. (laughs) Didn't know you could do that. Really? Yeah. That's funny. All right. I can keep moving it. Like, look how far Miami is over here. All right, Jesse. I'm giving you spoilers to where my QBs are going. I'm not even looking. Um, 
Next one. Indy. Yeah. I, I have them as third worst. Okay. So I have Denver and Houston below them. Okay. Because similar to the Denver situation, you have some players here. Mm-hmm. I You don't have a quarterback, but you are in position to draft one. True. So I... The Ursay thing is, I guess, a little concerning. A little. <laughs> but I feel like if he has his guy, mm-hmm. he'll back off a little more. Maybe. Again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't quite think Indy has established themselves as quite as uh, toxic in the front office. Mm-hmm. As weird as Jim Ursay has been. See, he's, he's, you know, he's been a... Uh, you said like there's been times in the past where he's meddled a little too much, but he's been um mm-hmm. like really on something the past couple months. I don't I know. know. I know. Uh, Which is again why I said like Chris Ballard might get fired too. So then you don't you're gonna get a new GM. Like maybe that'll be good though. Maybe I kind of like what Ballard's done for the most part though. I, I thought I did, and then this year happened. No, I know. I get you. So, but I, I think similar to Denver, there's pieces here, but not. In my opinion, not quite as toxic a front office, so I think it's slightly better than Denver's job. Okay. And you're gonna, you're probably gonna get a quarterback in this draft. Come okay. On. All right. So, next one, I'll go. All right. So the Arizona Cardinals. Now they are the second best of these job openings, but I would still consider it a below average usual NFL job. I mean, they just paid Kyler Murray, who's hurt again at the end of the year, a major injury this time. He seemed even more toxic after they paid him, which, I mean, shocker. But it seemed, doesn't it seem almost apathetic, though? Like, I got paid now and I don't really have to care as much. Yeah. Like, it's really bad mojo in Arizona right now. Um, They have some pieces here. I mean, they got a nice wide receiving core. What? Is Watt going to retire, though? Like, I think they're a little older on defense. No, he said he's going to retire. Yeah. And Chandler Jones isn't there anymore. This is a mess. This is a bad situation in Arizona. You've paid a guy that's small, injured again. You don't even know if he cares that much. I mean, you had people taking shots at him in the organization. From the owner doesn't even seem particularly like him. Like, there's bad mojo in the building. This is a really bad job to take. It's just these jobs are so bad right now. This is the second best one in the NFL. I I, I agree with that. I can't add too much. To but that. to me, I, I could get you arguing to me that Denver is the better job. In fact, you I know don't what? Think so. You know what? Actually, Denver might be the better job. I don't think so. It's just like I was going a little back and forth between Arizona and Indy. What's the better job? Okay, I see. Because like. Kyler is just so. I I mean, I get it from the indie perspective because at least you can draft a quarterback. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Like you are stuck with Kyler. Is he the most toxic quarterback in the league? Probably, yeah. From what I've seen, other than Tom, no. But but at least Tom like cares. Is a leader. Cares. Mm -hmm. Like people will follow him. Yeah. Like when he yells, people listen. Yeah, no, no, no. Kyler, Kyler rubs a lot of people the wrong way. No, he might be. Yeah, I can't think of one. I mean, Deshaun maybe now after all that, but even then, I don't hear as much locker room problems. Like, no, like guys don't like him really. No, I've heard. Yeah, that's off the field stuff. Yeah, like he's he's just he's just a monster. <laughs> that's but that's something else. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next one, last one. 
of what the ones that we feel like are guaranteed drop openings. I'm sure there's going to be three more here that we find out get fired that we didn't know for sure we get fired. But these are the ones we all feel like we know they're getting canned. Yeah. And this one got canned a while ago, so take it away. Yeah. I mean, the best job out there is Carolina. Yep. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, there's a, there's players there. Again, you, you need a quarterback, but mm-hmm. like we might do the song and dance of yeah. quarterback roulette and stuff like that. So who knows who they'll end up with. Um, maybe they'll trade up for in the draft to get some. I don't know exactly where they're going to pick. I think it's pretty high, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe top 10. Yeah. So they, they might draft just anyway where they are. Um, so there's options here. And, I mean, why not? Like, the, the front office isn't a total mess like yeah. all these other places are. These aren't, these aren't toxic players throughout. Mm-hmm. There's actual hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're not the biggest fan of this place, but, like, compared to everything else, it looks like a good job. Yeah. When we were saying last week there's no good jobs available, I feel that. But when I was putting this list together, I'm like, Carolina is a good job. Yeah. No, it's not. Don't <laughs> let you don't don't get fooled, people. It's not. It's just a lot better compared than compared how- to everything else. It <laughs> can't. It doesn't stack up to the trash that's out there right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, let me give you another reason why. Let me give you another reason why the Carolina job is clearly the best job of all these other ones. You get to go into a garbage division. I mean, the Falcons still look lost. Desmond Ritter ain't the answer, and Mariota wasn't the answer. So they don't know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) New Orleans is getting older and older, and they're up against the cap. And Dennis Allen as the head coach. Uh, They were better than I thought. Tampa Tampa is likely losing Brady, and they're not even a good team this year anyway either. They're definitely losing Brady. Carolina, to me, offensively now, has an identity. They're going to run the hell out of the football with Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman, and they do a very good job of it. Sam Darnold has his roller coaster Sundays. Sometimes in the one o'clock time slate, he he can be a little Kirk Cousins actually. He he can be really good, so and, but but when he's awful, he's awful. In the one p.m. time slot, yeah. But some when he's awful, he's awful, and they'll have to figure something out at quarterback. They have some talent on the defensive side, and this is probably the worst division in football. So if you can come in here, be competent, whether it's Darnold, uh, whether you find someone or move up to draft someone. I think you can compete for this division as soon as next year. Mm. So it's not a great job. I'd say it's about an average NFL job, but compared to what's out there right now for this year, it's an amazing job. (laughs) It's a once in a lifetime job compared to how bad the other openings are right now. I will say this. We said coming into this season that the NFC East was going to be trash. Mm Mm-hmm. So next year, the NFC South, everyone is going to compete for a playoff spot. Yeah, why? Just because we said that. I know, right? Just because we said they're going to be a terrible division next year. Yeah. All right. And we said the the AFC West was going to be great. Mm. No. No. Garbage. We're wrong. No, I know. All right, moving on. We're stupid. Lamar and the Ravens. Did you see some of the... I mean, like, John Harbaugh sounded... When someone asked him about Lamar, sounded a little bit... uh, I would say annoyed with the situation and not wanting to talk about it. Did you hear it? He emoted? Yeah, he did. A little bit. He had an emotion? He did. And it was very much like, ah, I don't want to talk about that. I, I forget exactly what he said. But it was it was definitely very, like, miffed. Mm. And there's been reports, the Athletic were reporting it. I think it was, like, Ron uh, Sando. 
um, former GM, is talking about that there's people who think that Lamar is slacking in that building because he's uh, upset I, I, that he didn't get his money and that he could have been back from injury by it right now, but he doesn't want to. I mean, didn't we know that this probably that there was a high chance that this was going to happen going into the season? Um, I don't know because Lamar really in the past he's been a team guy. I get that. Yeah. So this is a little a little surprising. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get like especially after Kyler Murray gets paid, yeah. I get maybe having a little attitude like, what's he done? The hell did he do? Yeah. Other, other than play Call of Duty. And ruin that team. Mm-hmm. Like, like, come on. I get being a little, like, peeved off. Like, you've won an MVP. You've made some playoffs. Like, he thinks he deserves it. But I I've, I don't know. I've just never seen the side of Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I guess I get it a little bit. Like, you started this year off like, oh, my God, Lamar's going to get, like, the bag. Mm-hmm. And then he fell off. And then he's like, kind of whatever. Then he got injured. He's like, why are you going to come back and be whatever again? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to, so you can pr- come back for that one game and prove you don't really deserve the bag? Mm-hmm. No. Solidify yourself. I mean, he'll come back for the playoffs, I guarantee it, but I don't but know. But then you got the excuse, it's the playoffs. That's why I didn't and play well. I don't know what to think of it because you know my position on this. But also, if I'm Lamar, I do get it because he's won a lot of football games and he's played very well and he just saw Deshaun Watson get a bunch of money guaranteed, and Kyler Murray get a bunch of money despite the fact that Kyler hadn't really done much yet other than be talented yeah. in a few games here and there. So I, I get it. But I've always come back to this. Cleveland Browns and the Arizona Cardinals. These are not A-plus organizations. When has stupidity by inferior dumb companies ever... Like, when has that ever been the bar then for how everyone has to act? When have the Browns ever set the bar for how the other franchises should react? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, No, I know. So it's that's my position on it. And I get why Lamar would be mad. And I think this might be a different situation if Lamar's agent wasn't his mom, if Lamar had a better agent. But I hit the mic. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you still. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is... I'm not shocked it's gone this way. I always thought there was a chance it was going to go this way this year because they were clearly... They were both sides were mad at each other. And because of the way Lamar plays, obviously it always opens it up to injury, which is why Baltimore didn't want to pay him as much as Lamar wanted. So I'm not shocked it happened. It's probably been kind of awkward all season even too. A lot of people stepping on eggshells in the building. I kind of think Lamar's somewhere else next year. Honestly, this might be good for them. I agree. Like Also, the Ravens have problems that... They might be going through a, a cycle where they need to rebuild a lot of this roster anyway. So, well, do you remember what I said last week about like how like, you almost have to pay Lamar mm. because he is such that team guy, mm-hmm. that beloved guy in the locker room? Mm-hmm. This is a great way to not be so beloved, to not look like a team player. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like he might be un getting the Ravens unstuck. He could. Oh, you don't. You don't. You want to drag out your injury and not play when we're fighting for heck even still they were still fighting for the division yeah like yeah we'll give you this here's 23 million on average yeah and he'll be like absolutely not and they'll be like bye-bye yeah and, and they'll and, maybe suck for a year or two and and at the end of the day you can franchise him 
Baltimore has the power here. Now, I think that's probably what they do. I think they end up franchise tagging him and then trading him. I might just be like, goodbye. No, you wouldn't do that. You really think you can get much for him? Oh, yeah. Because it, it, it's going to be one of those situations again where like, well, we know you kind of got to trade him. Okay, yes, but because he's so talented, there'll be so many teams lining up that eventually, like, they'll drive up the price. You think, like, you think people, knew, people knew Houston was going to trade Watson, and yet they still got plenty of picks and stuff for him. But he is so talented. I know. Like Lamar so- won an MVP. And I'm not a Lamar fan. But he, he did win an MVP. But he won an MVP with his legs. I know, but... Not not throwing to bow. I, I know, but, you know, there are a lot of desperate teams in this league. Do you think Bill would call? No. No? I don't think I so. heard Bill liked Lamar. Maybe maybe Bill would call. I, I My guess is Baltimore would not trade him in the AFC. Though. I bet Bill calls about everybody. Maybe, but I, my guess is, is that Baltimore would intentionally not trade him within the AFC. Usually, a lot of times you don't want to do that if you know the guy is at least going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You don't want to look too bad. You don't want to lose a head to head. You know what I mean? Do you remember that time in our lives where every single trade Bill made, like he would just fleece everybody? Yeah, I do remember that. Do you think that people just don't answer his phone calls anymore? Maybe they don't. They're just like, they're just like, I want to give you this for that. And in theory, you're like, that sounds great. But like, they know like Bill's on to something. So mm-hmm. they're just like, no. <laughs> Maybe not. But. What do you so? Do you think Lamar is here next year? In New England, hundred percent. No, not in New England. That's what you meant by here, right? No, do you think he's in Baltimore still? I don't know. It's looking bad. Yeah, and the Ravens are looking good. I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. I think this might. If if this is true, mm-hmm. I don't think so. If it's not, and he's just maybe a little, a little bitch apparently, mm-hmm. uh, then sure. Mm. But if he's really just like. Nah. Yeah. Like my ankle hurts. Sorry. Yeah. Like then it's like, come on, man. Yeah. No, I agree. And I'm out. And I'm not shocked that it happened because, like I said, I mean, he went into this year not getting the contract he think he deserved, and the last thing he wanted to do was get injured. It's been a bit of a disaster of a year for Lamar in in a lot of ways to be betting on yourself. It's not gone well. It started off great. It did. It started off amazing. But then, but I feel like his seasons always start off amazing anyway. I guess yeah, a little bit. It's it's I I when you say like I'm not I am still surprised we got here though mm. because like Lamar has been a model citizen to this point he's been such a team player to this point again I get being frustrated on his side I'm just surprised he took it here mm-hmm. and especially with the Ravens being you know other than like having a murderer be linebacker for years like no nonsense in the building stuff like that mm-hmm. like they've never been dramatic no. So like this is this is kind of different, especially under Harbaugh. Mm. Like that, I, I'm that's why I'm, I'm just surprised it got to this point. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised there is tension, there is feelings, there's um, uh, animosity on Lamar's side. I'm just surprised we're here. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, a little surprised. It's but. not. It's not on. It's not typical Ravens. No, it's not. Not at all. This is a, far more dramatic than this franchise is usually used to. All right. With that, we're gonna switch gears here a little bit. Let's talk the Red Sox. It's been a disastrous offseason, we said, but two in a row. This has been nice. This this was some positive news out of Fenway. Yeah. So take right. it away, Yaki Way Report Writer. Thanks. So I know this is good. Eleven years, three hundred and thirty one million dollars. Never really thought the Red Sox would give out one of those. Um, but let's not forget that 
we let Mookie go. That we let Xander go. That we let... Uh, heck, I'll even put Benintendi in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've, you know, sold our soul to Chris Sale. Stuff like that. Let's not forget that... Let's not take this one nice thing and forget that John Henry has made mistakes for years. Mm-hmm. That he lets John Lester walk but pays uh, David Price... That he wants to pay. It's seemingly the only people he wants to pay are people that he shouldn't, like you know Pablo Sandoval, maybe Hanley Ramirez. I mm. mean, um, I know there were some good. Hanley Ramirez had his moments, but he wasn't worth what we paid him. No. And I, I, you said earlier in the show, should we get off John Henry's back? No, I don't think we should. Mm. This is not the Red Sox from my childhood. Still, yes, we gave out one of those exorbitant contracts that. Raffy Devers will never live up to. It's just not possible. They just don't. They never do. Um, but it's fine. This is the age we live in. But one is not enough. I'm not saying we need to be the Padres, but one man is not going to save this entire offseason. He was already on your team, and you already had rights to him this season. You are not better right now. You are worse than you were at the beginning of this offseason, still by far. No one has been replaced. All you've done is extend Devers. Literally, like, who have you brought in? Kenley Jansen? Mm. I don't give a damn about him. He's a washed-up closer. Justin Turner. Oh, good. That's your your Bogarts replacement? Someone who's the same age? Mm-hmm. And, right, older. and a ginger? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like, I get it. That's Kike Hernandez's friend. Mm. But, like, I don't care. Uh, this This isn't the Red Sox that was chasing the tw- the 26 rings, 27 now, that were like, we have to match the Yankees. The Yankees got their guy. They kept their team together and then brought in other pieces like Rodon. Mm-hmm. So this is not, this isn't good enough. I'm not getting off John Henry's back. I don't care. Okay. And we should trade sale. I don't disagree with that. Well, I do want to touch <laughs> on that though. Why do you want to cra- trade Chris Sale? I would love him off the team, but why do you think you could even get anything for him, really? Because apparently somebody called. Okay, they called, but did they call with something so ridiculous that, like, why bother? Because I I think you're better served at at just keeping sale at this point and just hoping he comes back and can provide something. He'll get get injured again. I mean, off the Peloton. I mean, he did get hurt in more of a freak way last time. And the year before when he pitched the 40 innings, he was effective. It's always a freak way now. I he's get breaking that. ribs in the offseason. He's falling off the Peloton bike. I mean, listen, I never thought they should have given him the extension. I thought it was so obvious watching him pitch that he was going to be a short-term guy. But at this point, it's just like he's so unreliable and there's only pitched, what is it, 40 innings in three years that I just don't think that you get anything for him that makes it worth it. That's all. But and you think not- keeping him then... Is worth it to pitch 15 innings this year? I mean, you hope he can do more than that. 20. 20 innings? I think, 30, I, I, think you could, I think you can. I think you can reasonably expect that you can get 50 to 60. <laughs> it's not good. It's not supposed good. to be a starter. I, I know, starter. but we're so desperate for pitching that... Remember when he threw 300 strikeouts? Yeah. That was great. Those were great days, sale days. Oh, sale day. I know. I miss it so much. Yeah. But, like, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think you can get anything for him that makes it worth it. And what if he then goes and gets a 50-60 inning season and pitches really well? Then you're like, damn, we could have used those 50 to 60 innings. 
Uh, according to the Red Sox front office, that is where we are. That is where we have depth. I don't know why they think that. Because Brian Bello was pretty good at the end of the season last year. What else is the rotation right now? Pavetta. Uh, we have uh, Rich Hill went to the Pirates. We have not signed Waka. Evaldi went to Texas. Um, so, so, like, what are they smoking up there? Seabolt. Oh, Cut- he's awful. Cutter Crawford. Cutter Crawford is, Crawford, is Cutter Crawford's an okay five. He, he had some he had some moments last year. But everyone that you've said to me sounds like a four and a five. Chris Sale. Seabold is awful. I don't he, he I think he's terrible. Cutter Crawford's a five. Pavetta's a three or did, a four. Did we sign a pitcher? We signed a pitcher. I just can't even think of who it was, dude. I didn't say it was anybody. Oh, special. Kluber, duh. Washed For, up Corey Kluber. Former Cy Young winner, Corey Kluber. Uh, yeah. Washed up Corey Kluber. Yeah, that's 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 what we pick up here. We pick up old Justin Turner's and old Corey Kluber's. Yeah, so I don't know why <laughs> and old Kenley Jansen's. This I don't know why old the, Rich Hills. I don't know why this front office thinks that starting pitching is just we just have so much depth here. It's got so much that we can trade Chris Sale for nothing. Yeah, maybe they'll try to make Tanner Hauk a starter again. They, they might have to. I prefer him in the pen, but from what I'm what we're talking about right now, I don't see it. James Paxson's still right here. <laughs> Garrett Whitlock No Keep him in the pen He's got to stay in the pen uh, Winkowski It sounds like a lot of fives <laughs> A lot of fives And a lot of guys who will be on the DL For 80% of the season Yeah So uh, Wait at least we signed that Japanese guy Oh yeah that's right Masataka Yoshida for way too much, apparently. Wait, he's an outfielder, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the pitching. But, like, we brought him in. We brought in that guy from Japan. Yeah. We brought in Chris Martin. Reliever. He's, he's 6'8". He's reliever, though. He also sings for uh, Coldplay. Coldplay? Yeah. Coldplay. But do you get my point? We suck? Yeah, but <laughs> also, like, I just don't, I don't think, I don't get it. I don't get trading sale. I don't think you get anything for him that makes it worth it. There's no pitching here. I, We're going to suck anyway. I think you're better served just seeing... Because like I said, he, he got hurt in a more freakish way last year at the line drive. So let's say, what if we get 50, 60 quality innings out of him? And then you can trade him after that and be like, hey, he only got hurt because he got a line drive off his wrist. This mm-hmm. is more what he what he could be for you. Our sixth overall prospect, Brian Mata. Okay. But we don't know if he's ready. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't get it. It says twenty twenty three is when his ETA. Yeah. So this team's not gonna be good. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I just don't know what the front office is smoking that they think that they're they're, they're just not concerned about the starting rotation at all. Because that sounds like a terrible starting rotation to me. I mean apparently Evaldi didn't even get an offer. I mean I'm I don't I don't care about that. I, like I wouldn't have offered him anything either. I'll give him a one-year deal or something. Maybe. I don't know. I'm okay with letting him walk. I just The front office to me is delusional with that statement. Bro, they seem to be delusional for quite a while now. I know. I know. I mean, if you heard, like, I, you know, it was, I guess, unconfirmed. But, like, there's been reports out of, like, like, more and more I'm against Bloom. Mm-hmm. Because apparently he's, like, that guy, like, he constantly second-guesses himself. That's why nothing actually gets done. Hmm. Like, he's so unsure of everything. Mm. So, just nothing ever. 
happens. I get you. I get you. And it's like, you can't have that. No. Like, here's the thing. That's what I've said about Dombrowski. Like, he doesn't always make the right move, but he's going to make a move. Mm-hmm. He's going to try something. Yeah. And he's willing to lose a trade. He's yes. willing to uh, waste money. And you know what I like about Dave is the aggressiveness to be like, hey, early in the season, we all see the problem. He'll be like, I don't need to wait for that dumb rule to wait all the way to the deadline. Let's do this a month early. Sure. Like, they should have done that last year when the bullpen was god-awful. And we all knew it was and knew it would be. Yeah. But there was like, no, we, we're not, we can't do anything. It's it's not July yet. Chris Hale's coming back. It's not July yet. <laughs> Chris Hale's coming back. That's yeah. like trading for a starter. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're only allowed to make trades between July 25th and the 31st. <laughs> if it's, we don't make trades before the All-Star break. Yeah. That's not fair. That's not allowed. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Stupid. I'm glad Rafi's here. I'm trying to be positive. I- Listen, that's good. They did a good thing, but like, let's not give them so much credit for doing something that you basically had to at this point. No, I agree. They did have to. Because, like, you, like, there would be a riots in the street. John Henry <laughs> would be like dragged out of Fenway Park <laughs> if we were sitting here next next uh, winter, and it's like, oh. Devers is gone too now. They were, they were, he was traded for three prospects. Yeah, no, I got it. Especially since none of the prospects also are really working in the Mookie trade. Connor Wong might bust in. He might. Verdugo's been... Decent. Fine. He's a good outfielder. He's yeah. a good starting solid bat. And I hope ever, Jeter Downs well for a member of the Washington Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Jeter Downs has been a complete bust. All right. We're going to take our final quick break. When we come back, we're going to go over the playoff first round. Quarterback roulette. Some teams looking for quarterbacks, what they should do. And finish with our Tommy and Darwin. As always, stick with us, guys. And we are back here at Slow Your Roll, finishing up the NFL season. We're going to preview the first round of the NFL playoffs. We're going to go through our predictions earlier in the year real quick, though, just to see how we did. Let's start with the AFC. Jesse, go through who you have winning the, each division in the AFC. Well, I had in the AFC East, mm-hmm. I had the Bills. Yep. I, I feel like that one was kind of the slam dunk one. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, at times, I guess you could say the Dolphins gave them a little run, but... <clears throat> Bills. Bills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the AFC North, I said the Bengals. Mm -hmm. It was obvious, and it came true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and and you were alone on the panel here for the most part because me and Dan were both like regression, regression, regression. They did exactly what you wanted them to do. And then uh, at one point, you were hailing them as the best team in football. I did. Uh, For the AFC South, I said the Colts. Mm Mm-hmm. They were awful. We were wrong. It was, it was the Jags. <laughs> Somehow it was the Jags. But but we were the first people I saw in any media to get on the Jags as, as soon as we did. Yes. We then jumped off. <laughs> only then get back on Yeah, near but, its final stop. <laughs> uh, every, everyone's money was already committed by then if they listened to us, though. So the, you, can't, sure. you can't jump off a bet once it's already placed. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then the West... Mm-hmm. Foolishly said the Broncos. 
Yeah, we whiffed on that one. And I was I I mad at myself for that one because I didn't want to jump off the Chiefs bandwagon, and I did it for the hack it run. Yeah, Broncos. I got a shout out to my brother Dan uh, who came on the show for that, and he was the one who pushed back on us for that. And he goes, "You everything else you said is right, but I don't know if Hackett can coach." And boy, he he, he hit that <laughs> he hit the nail on the head on that one. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm I don't think we're massively different. I had Bills, Indy. Uh, I had Baltimore winning the uh, that division though for the AFC, and I had Denver. So for division winners. Didn't do a great job in the NFC at all. Yeah. Yeah. So over in the NFC, though, I had Philly, Minnesota. I was on that from the start, very early, during the summer, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, they're still not that good. But yes, they did win. That's not the point. <laughs> Got nothing but hate from you guys. Tampa Bay and the Rams. You know, Indy and the Rams, it's okay. The whole world said those two winning their division a lot of people said broncos i don't know what they said division mm-hmm. but they said like they certainly thought they'd be better than this yes yes and like pushing for the division at least so yeah <laughs> but the rams and in, in india like really most people had them winning their divisions we whiffed whiffed along with most of america on that one the denver is the one that we're, i think we've really got egg on our face for i feel like most of america also picked dallas instead of philly uh, maybe I'm only thinking of the professionals that I know. I guess that were picking Philly, but you're uh, but you're I right. Mean, I, I think the I, Vegas I, line, the Vegas line for most of the time leading up to the season had the Cowboys as the favorite to win the division. That is true. I I feel like I mostly heard Dallas. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree that one. Um, do you remember who we had for wild cards? I know we had, and I think I had Chiefs, Chargers. I don't remember who the third one was. I think I might. Did I say Miami? I think I had... No, I said Bengals. I think I might have had Chiefs, Ravens, and Patriots. Okay. And then in the NFC, I think I had Green... I think we had Green Bay, Niners, and... Well, I had Minnesota because I had Green Bay oh, in the division. I think we all might have had Minnesota. I mean, you guys did. I didn't. Well, I, I switched Minnesota and Green Bay. Yes, you did. Um, I had Green Bay, Niners, and... I think I had Niners. Damn, I can't remember my other NFC one. Maybe that was Cowboys? Oh, oh, duh, you're right. It was Cowboys. It was definitely Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I said that, though, because I don't like the Cowboys. No, I know. So we did okay with the predictions, but we kind of hit it out of the park on the betting because... Just the predictions doesn't mean that we told you to place money. The ones we told you. I didn't lose a cent. The ones we told you to bet on, America. Philly hit. Minnesota hit. The Jags was week two. It wasn't a start this season, but it was very early and a nice payout. But we nailed it. But we nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) And then for our under overs, Steelers seven and a half. That hit. Bears under six. That hit. Pats hit on their under, which was eight and a half in Vegas. Um, and we were testing you with that Jaguars one. We were on, we tested your faith. We tested your faith. Yeah, we tested our own faith. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what did I say? So we got Steelers hit. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota uh, was the other one. Minnesota you, you was probably out. said Steelers. I don't think I. I think I said the Steelers were going to be ass. No, no, you guys disagreed with me. But but you are you aren't you aren't the betters anyway. So whatever. You all hey, did, man. You all disagreed with me on the Steelers. 
I, I, I didn't sat here. This year to I sat in week three. I still had to argue with you and Brian that the Steelers were somehow going to find a way to hit their over because that's just what they do. Bro, I all the way up to week eighteen. I know they had a chance with the playoffs. I still was like, this ain't a good team. It, I never said it was. <laughs> I was like, this ain't a good team. Um, but Pittsburgh over seven and a half. That hit. Minnesota. By the time we told you to take it, was up to nine. We still said take the over. Obviously, they hit. Um, Pat's hit on the under, which was eight and a half. We told you take the under on that. Bang, that hit. And what's the final one? I'm forgetting. Fudge. I don't know. I know there was another one. Uh, and I just can't remember it. I don't know. You said a lot. I know. <laughs> We're going back and forth here too much, you know? Uh, bro, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Lions. For sure, New England. Uh, New England, Minnesota, Steelers, all three. Oh, Bears. Bears oh. under six. They went Yo. way under. That one That one knocked that one out of the park. The New England one was so stupid. Uh, and then the one I whiffed on was the Niners. They ended up going to Jimmy G earlier than I think we anticipated. That line was ten and a half. We told you to take the under. That one whiffed on. So, but The New England one was so stupid. On the betting picks? Eight and a half. They won eight. It all counts the same way, son. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You have the same squad out there, exact same squad. Just any offensive coordinator, anyone at all. I think you win 10 games. You might. 11 games. You might. Ah, 11 might be pushing it. but Bro, you were, you, you were in that Buffalo game. You were in... Did you? No, you, excuse me. You lost, you lost the first Miami game. But like you, you definitely were gonna win that Minnesota game. Yeah. Like holy hell, there's a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. The Raiders game. You win that game if you have an offensive coordinator. Oh, I agree. Because you're not in that stupid position at the end. We <laughs> are lateraling. Uh. Anyway. Anyway. But anyway, with that, let's go over first round of the playoffs. I like how I had that up in the next one. Wait, did you really? Yeah. Oh, my I have this right here. All right. Wait. I can't find the head-to-head, so just show me the head-to-head. Here. I'll just put it in the middle. All right. So let's start in the AFC, Baltimore-Cincinnati. I feel like everyone's going to pick Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, Baltimore, I don't care if Lamar plays. Mm-hmm. I think head and sh- just ball- – uh, the Bengals are a head and shoulder better team mm-hmm. throughout um, than the Ravens. And, you know, with all that drama going on, that doesn't look good either. Yeah, and Lamar hasn't played in a while. Sure. So, no, I I, we're, I don't think it's going to be wild to even great to watch. I I know the team, the two teams know each other, so maybe it'll be a close game when you don't think it should be a close game. But, I mean, you got two teams really, really going in opposite directions, and Lamar likely plays – but he just hasn't played in so long right now. Um, Buffalo, Miami. I think Buffalo stomps him out again. I mean, Miami's kind of in reverse. Uh, These might be terrible matchups. Oh, I again, think, again. I mean, for the first round. I mean, well, the seventh seed is so stupid. Yeah, it's really we don't need them. Thank God back to back years. That that seventh seed team. They're not a good football team. They should not be in the playoffs. It's a wasted game. It's stupid. Just give the number two seed the bye. Also. Um, here's the one I do want to watch. Chargers, Jags. Which is weird. I could see the Jags pulling the upset. I think they're gonna. 
You think, think? Oh, I, you think they're gonna? I think Staley's gonna get in his own way. Okay, that's I, exactly why I can see the Jags pulling this off. The Chargers are better almost everywhere to me than the Jaguars. Jaguars have played really well for weeks now, and it's house money, man. Uh, here's the thing: even regardless of that, like it actually it's in Jacksonville also. No, I know, but but no one thought they'd be here, so sure. But like. I, here's the thing. The last couple of weeks, more and more, like it's been like, all right, uh, this is kind of the Jags to lose, mm-hmm. especially I mean, with Tennessee falling apart the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I said, I'm they were not they were not impressive though in that last game against Tennessee. No, but I think that's that was Rabel and the Titans, Lily, preparing two weeks for yeah. Jacksonville and that's not true. giving a single f about yeah. Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that is because yeah, I was a little surprised that that game was as close as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, I, I think Staley's gonna get in the way, and I think like the Jaguars are a decent team, and they've been they've been hot, and yeah. I think they're I think they're gonna ride that. And we know the Chargers D is suspect, even though it should play better than it does, but it's not been a good unit Herbert's entire time there, and it wasn't good last year with Staley. It hasn't really been that great this year either with Staley. So there'll be a fourth down he goes for and ruins everything. I don't know if I can go as far as you're going and just say I think. The Jags will do it. I'm a pick them, but if you told me to pick an upset game, it'd probably be that one. Um, over the NFC, the Vikings and the Giants. A lot of people are thinking this could be an upset. I don't see it. I know the Vikings aren't playing well, and I do think they're not that great, but I do think that the Vikings have packed it in a lot earlier than most of the other teams did because they clinched their division a while ago. And the Giants have serious limitations, like serious yeah. limitations. Um, and, I, and by the way, I'm not even trying to make them all about Daniel Jones. I think the Giants and Dable have shown you the last couple of weeks that they actually trust Danny a bit more. They're letting him drop back and throw the ball way more than they were earlier in the year. They've eased them into it, and now Brian trusts them. But the units, they're just not that good. The O-line is average at best. The wide receiving group is poor. Yeah, I mean they have Kayvon Thibodeau on on defense, but it's just not that great of a team. I I I still feel pretty comfortable saying Minnesota wins. Uh, Seahawks and Niners. Seahawks seven seed stumbled into this game, even though they're not playing good football. I don't think this is a wildly entertaining matchup. In general, I don't think these NFC games are all that close. The Vikings and the Giants might be kind of close, but both the Seattle and San Francisco game and the Dallas and Tampa Bay game, I don't think are going to be close football games. You'll probably push back on Dallas, though. Mm. I Well, here's the thing. The Minnesota one, I think that'll be a close game. But I still think Minnesota's going to win. Mm-hmm. I think, I honestly, more than any other team, I kind of think, actually, the Giants are playing with house money. Like, they really should not be here. You can say make the same case for Seattle, mm-hmm. especially since they only made it because Green Bay lost. Um, but uh, Seattle seemed to think that they were good. And deserves to be here. Mm-hmm. And sure, you earned it. You do, you kind of do. Um, but the Giants, other than Brian Dable and maybe Barkley, who everyone also thought was at some point going to go down with another injury, mm-hmm. like no one gave a damn about the Giants. But I still think they'll make it close. But I'm going to pick Minnesota. Minnesota. You know, Seattle, San Fran. This is another one where like it should just be San Fran. But I kind of think... They'll just give them a ride and mm-hmm. a run for the money, just just because division matchup uh, stuff like that. I, you know, maybe the end score won't be that close, but I think the game will be pretty 
mm-hmm. kind of back and forth for a little while, mm-hmm. and then Purdy will take over. Brock and then Purdy. and then Dallas is just gonna lose. You really think they're gonna lose? I dude, this Tampa team is not good. I don't care. I just <laughs> stare at this Dallas team and be like, you are so mediocre when it comes to actually playing the game of football. They are not mediocre. They are. No, they because just... No, they, no, 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 they no, think no. they're so gosh darn cool. Okay. They think they're the, the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, no, no, so no. Good. Okay, okay. I agree with you there. You don't trust them in a big spot. Don't say, world. don't say they're mediocre, though. They're, and that's how they end up playing. Okay, they end up playing that way. But if they were a mediocre team, then it wouldn't... Listen, this wouldn't be something to talk about because we, we'd be like, oh, a mediocre team played mediocre. No. The thing is, is that they're not. No, I understand. There's people like Micah you, you Parsons out there. You just can't trust them in a big spot. And and Tony Pollard and C.D. Lamb and these guys, great players. Mm. Yet when you assemble them with just with this uniform on, maybe a lot of it's Mike McCarthy as well. Maybe it's Jerry's world. Mm. They just scream at me, one and done. Okay. They scream at me. We think we're so cool, but we've never been in a fight. And I don't know. Tom Brady's been in all the fights. Tom Brady invented fighting. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't ride with you on that one. That's fine. I don't trust Dallas in a big spot either. But next, I think this Tampa team is a bad. Next week, team. I'll let you take the lead, and you can just spew all everything I just said back at me. Okay. Do I? I kind of want to make a bet. I kind of want to make. Weak. I kind of want to. Can you think about like making a bet on the show? Uh, Not I mean, money wise, but like someone has to do something stupid or wear something stupid. Oh, um, I could wear a silly shirt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to think of something. That'd be kind of good. Funny hat. Yeah, that would be kind of good. <laughs> Drawing a mustache and <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I just can't see it. You have to wear lipstick. I, I think shit. I truly think this Buccaneers team is is it like actually a bad Listen, a bad football it's, team? It's not about the Bucks. It's a little bit about Tom Brady. I get. But it's just about like, man, like I, I, I really don't think I've ever seen a more spineless team in my life. And that's the thing, like Micah Parsons should, hey, wait, should have wait, a spine. They, 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 they won a close game against Philly. Who was the quarterback? Phillies. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Garbage Minshew. Oh, come on. You know Gardner's a good backup. He is a decent backup. Yeah. But uh, No, I know. That, it wasn't the star. Oh, when is something funny? What? So those Philly fans who are really annoying me every day of the week, but they're really annoying me now. So they've been saying, like, Jalen Hurts, MVP. And, you know, times I've come around. <laughs> then he gets hurt. Gardner Minshew has a good game, mm-hmm. but they lose. Uh, but Gardner Minshew has a good game. All these Philly fans come out. Well, that just establishes that Jalen Hurts is the MVP, right? Oh, my gosh. No but way. But then next game, Gardner Minshew has a terrible game. Those exact same Philly fans come out and say, like, well, that garbage game solidifies that Jalen Hurts <laughs> is the MVP. And I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs> That's not how that works. Uh, and by the way, no, it doesn't. Solidifies he's not the MVP. What? That they put up 34 points against Dallas without Jalen? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that, too. Yeah, but then that same squad did Jack the next week. So, like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't think so. I don't think so. But anyway, all right, Patrick moving Holmes. on. Quarterback roulette. I don't know why I called it quarterback roulette because I kind of, I actually did it more based on teams than well, the quarterbacks themselves. Whoever doesn't get a team gets shot. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him. All right. Live on the show. All right. So, get the videotapes ready. I made a mess. I'm going to start on this one, though. Okay. 
So, the quarterback that I have going to the New York Jets is actually Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I know I threw the, you know, think about it, maybe come to New England, but still, I'm going to go Jimmy G goes to the Jets. Um, he's played with Robert Sala. Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator in San Francisco, so there's a relationship there. They know each other. Also, I think Jimmy G would do just fine in the New York market. I mean, he is just a cool dude. Like, he's cool, calm. He doesn't seem like he'd let things get to him. It wasn't a great situation in San Francisco for him. He was totally fine with it. I think he handled the New York media. He's great looking. New York would... (laughs) It matters. New York would love him. So I think he's a perfect fit there. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the New York Jets. Okay. Who do you have the New York Jets getting? I'm going the exact opposite of all that. Okay. That was great because I'm going the exact opposite. Okay. I think Carson Wentz is going to be a New York Jet next year. No way. Because everything you just said is why. Because here's the thing. That all makes sense if you're going to Brian Dable and the New York Giants. But this is the Jets. Uh, Okay. Where you're going to hire ugly men who can't handle the media. We're going to F it up. Who are just terrible and are toxic. This is what the Jets do. I understand the rest of the team is actually kind of built well. This is a Jets quarterback. Those are they are messes. They are toxic. They are losers. Carson Wentz. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. I like that. You start the next one. Who do you have next on your list? Uh, what team? You know what? Let's let's go to those New York Giants. All right. That's actually who I put next on my list too. So. Well, I did the same order as your oh, list. Okay. I just okay, changed cool, cool. people. So, yeah, New York Giants, uh, you know what? I think the Brian Dable dilemma is going to come full circle. I did the same thing. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback next season. They're kind of st- – I mean, you can't draft a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And, you know, I I heard that actually in training camp, Brian Dable, he gave Daniel Jones plays that will purposely make him look bad and then gave Tyra Taylor plays that will purposely make him look good just to test the mental fortitude of Daniel Jones. Apparently he passed. So maybe it's not the Brian Dable dilemma. Maybe this really is Brian Dable's guy. Hmm. Um, I do still think it's a dilemma because I still think he's very limited. But at the end of the day, I don't Danny, disagree. Danny Dimes stays with the Giants. And you know what? In, in Jones's defense, this is an average at best O-line and a really bad wide receiving core. And earlier in the year, it really looked like Dable was managing Jones and managing the offense. The last couple of weeks, it seems like now that they've been this long, Brian's gotten this much coaching into him. He's starting to let he's starting to let Jones just drop back there and pass way more. I think he's thrown over thirty five times, multiple times in the last like month, month and a half. So they're not just like keeping the guardrails on and just managing him. They're letting him do his thing. They've won too many games. They don't have the draft pick, and you have too many units on this team to rebuild to want to trade a bunch of draft picks for an, uh, uh, you know, a more veteran quarterback. I think they stake with Daniel Jones at least another season as well. And with that, the next one. The Las Vegas Raiders. I've gone back and forth on this. I had him going originally somewhere else a month ago, and I said that was the only place, but Brock Purdy has played so well that I think the Niners stay with him. Brock Purdy, which means Tom Brady ends up in Las Vegas. What? With Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. I don't think it's a perfect fit, but they got the weapons. Mark Davis will probably do almost anything for Tom, and Josh is going to be like, hey, come save me. Please, Tommy, I need you. And Tom, you know, he needs needs that family right now because he lost his. So so he's going to go save Josh in Vegas. All right. Who do you have? 
Yeah, for the Raiders, I have Tom Brady. Oh, you do? Yeah, I think oh. Josh is going to call him. He'll go. He'll go be with Josh. I mean, Vegas is a sexy city. He's single-ish. Sure. I, I mean, I think he kind of has a girlfriend, but he's not I'm, married anymore. Listen, not, so. not even about that, but like, just <laughs> it's a sexy place to be. Yes. Um, especially when you don't, when the kids are only going to be with you on weekends. Um, so like, you, they don't have to go see the the prostitutes on the the strip and whatnot. Um, and all the degenerate gambling, mm-hmm. but like also this is you know kind of the same reason with the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to throw to Devontae Adams, who I'm sure will be willing to stay if it's Tom Brady, mm-hmm. uh, Darren Waller if he can stay healthy. He loves those white slot receivers. They got one in uh, Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs established himself as one of the great running backs in our league, so that's always a plus as well. So uh, you know I'm sure Dana White will also get in his ear. He loves to say that stuff. So I think he's going to the Raiders. All right, nice. I'm so, I, I I didn't think you were going to say that. Wait, you thought I was still going to stick with the Niners or Miami? Ah, uh, I get you. I thought about Miami, but nah. All right, for the Miami Dolphins, I have Derek Carr. Mm. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's warm weather. Carr doesn't have a special arm, so it's you'd, you'd rather he be in a temperature like that. I think it fit with McDaniel. Tua, three concussions, not playing well, once again, against good teams. He, he beat up the Bears and the Lions, but the minute he played good teams, he was not good at all. Um, and, and now with the health stuff, I just don't see it. Uh, Carr is a, you know, he, he's likable. He's a proven leader. He had to deal with a lot of nonsense with the Raiders. Miami brings their own nonsense. I think it, it works a bit, and he'll get elite weapons. Derek Carr goes to the Miami Dolphins. I think it's a perfect fit. This one has to happen early, by the way, because for the Raiders to avoid having to pay the money that they don't want to pay to Carr, I think they have to make a decision on him by Valentine's Day. And also, because they know they have to, because everyone knows the Raiders have to make a decision like that, and because Brady might be out there on the market as well, Miami gave up a lot of picks for Tyreek Hill, but they probably won't have to give up as many picks for Derek Carr as they would have had we all not known that Vegas was moving on. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, yeah. It makes it so Miami doesn't have to give up quite as many picks. Okay. I have a different okay. a different man. I think Jimmy G might go to Miami. Okay. You know, he. I know he wasn't the play caller, but he worked with Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Yeah. He's handsome. Miami. That's mm-hmm. where sexy people go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also where people go to retire. He's getting older. Mm-hmm. He's uh, you know, going to be crippled in a few years, mm-hmm. so it's a great place for old crippled people. Florida, mm-hmm. and you know, also it's just you know, again, Mike McDaniel, warm weather. I, I I think it's kind of a perfect fit. It's kind of you know a lot of these fast receivers. It helps you know, Tua doesn't have the arm. Jimmy G's arm's obviously way better than that, but it's not over the top. It's not fantastic. It's I get average. Yeah, but and Jimmy, these, these fast receivers are great for that. But Jimmy will know the offense. Sure. Yeah. So it'll be a seamless transition that makes sense. All right. Next one. Actually, you do this one. You start this one. Okay. Oh. Back to the camera. Mm-hmm. The Commanders, Washington Commanders. Okay. This one I thought was interesting. Uh, they're in a unique position, and they've had this problem for years, and they don't want to fix it. So it made me skeptical about doing any kind of name. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you got to fix it right mm-hmm. i, I kind of put Derek carr here okay Derek carr's got to go somewhere i i'm not even 100 comfortable with him going here but i feel like it's it it really could be what the commanders need it'll you know with the roster they have built the offense they have they're 
you know, pretty close to competing at a much higher level. And Derek Carr, as much as I think he's not anything really special, he's definitely more special than a Heineke. He's more special and much more of a team player than a Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. I I don't see why this can't work. It's just, would he want to go to Washington? No, I agree. I love that. And that was originally where I had for Derek Carr. But with the news that we talked about earlier in the show, this is... This is my big swing. This is my crazy, crazy one. Okay. For the Washington Commanders, I have Lamar Jackson. Ah. Now, Dan Snyder, he loves a big name, a big sexy name. Baltimore, you know, from the play, you know, like from from NFL former players and stuff like that. The Ravens are getting a little bit of heat being like, Lamar's done all this for you and you guys won't pay him. You're jerking him around. He's done so much for your franchise. It'd be some great PR for Dan Snyder to trade for Lamar and pay him. Yeah. It would be. It would be some great PR for Dan Snyder. Also, Washington, they got very good weapons on offense and they are a really good running team. So that goes along with what Lamar did the first couple of years in Baltimore. You got Robinson and Antonio Gibson, both very good running backs to run the football. And Gibson, a nice easy outlet for the passing for Lamar as well. I think the roster's kind of built very well for Lamar to slide in here. They'll change the offense, but the personnel itself, I think it's a pretty good match for Lamar Jackson. So big swing here. Washington commanders, Lamar Jackson. I didn't have Lamar on any of mine. I know you didn't. How would you know that? Because I didn't expect you to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I said we did this by teams, not players themselves. So. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the, gonna, only... I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but that's the big I'm everyone you know, I like taking big swings sometimes and But there's only like so many names out there. Tom, Jimmy, yeah, Derek Carr. Right, um, so. so who do you have? What team you have next? Seattle. All right. Seattle. You want me to go first again? Yeah, whatever. Uh I for Seattle, I don't have any change. I think they're gonna stick with Geno Smith. Did you know he established himself as he has the most passing yards for any quarterback in Seattle Seahawks history? Really? Yes. More than any season where Russell Wilson had. I understand there's an extra game now, but that still came as a shock to me. Yeah, that is Because, wild. you know, they were a run offense. He wasn't that special ever throwing the ball when he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a couple of good games. So, hey, good for Geno Smith. And I think because of that and like Pete Carroll loves him, mm-hmm. I think he's they're just going to stick with their guy. They think they might have a guy for better or worse. I mm-hmm. think they're just going to stick with Geno Smith. Alright. So I have them so for Seattle I have them keeping Geno Smith as well but I said sign Geno Smith and draft a quarterback because they have Denver's pick. Okay. All so right. they'll have a very high pick. I think Seattle still drafts a quarterback but Geno's played well enough. Um, because Denver won, uh, Denver won one or two of the last games. So I think is Denver going to have the third or the fourth pick? I don't know. But I think <clears throat> there's plenty of quarterbacks in this draft that you'd probably be more comfortable sitting for at least a short amount of time. So I think it makes perfect sense. I think they sign Geno. I think Geno plays the entire season next year, and they draft a quarterback and then look to have him start year two, whether it's Bryce Young or Will Levis or somebody else. But I think because they have that high of a pick. And because they hit on so many drafts, uh, so many guys in the draft last draft, I think they'll use that high pick from Denver to at least take a quarterback for the future. They might have the seventh pick. It's going to be that low? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cardinals are worth worse. Rams are worse. Chicago Bears are worse. Uh, yeah, but the Bears aren't picking a quarterback, I don't think. Houston and Indy are worse. 
Okay. So six. Six. <clears throat> yeah. So how many of those teams are picking a quarterback, though? Not Arizona. We think Houston and Indy are. So that's Maybe two. Maybe Rams, but probably not. I don't think so. They don't have a pick. Yeah. Wait, what? The Rams have a first-round pick? No. Well, I mean, you know, it'll be higher than that. I don't know who has that, though. The Rams pick? Yeah. Someone who has Detroit. that. Detroit. <sighs> I mean, they said they like off. I don't think they're picking a quarterback. They probably should pick defense. They probably should. Yeah, yeah, the Lions have that pick. So Okay. Yeah, I think I think the third quarterback will still be available to Seattle. Okay. Yeah, Let's Bears see. won't definitely take one. Arizona won't take one. It's just about Indy and Houston, and I think they both could. I think they both will. Yeah, I, I, you didn't say Indy, but I wrote it on Indy just in case. I think. Oh, no, I have Indy on here. Okay. That's what we're doing next. But we both just said it, so who the hell cares? A draft quarterback. Yeah. Well... Don't make me pick one. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought this one was obvious. Um, I thought this one was obvious that Indy would take a quarterback, but I've heard a lot of people trying to be like, "Oh, you, what do you think Indy's going to do? Are they going to go after somebody?" But it's been it's been kind of it's been on record that Ursay is done with the patchwork jobs at quarterback and just wants to try and find a guy for the long term future. So I think Indy just straight up, no matter what, they're just drafting a quarterback next year. Oh, they don't sink Sam Ellinger, Ellinger, whatever. No, not, no, Sam Ellinger. Sam confused. Ellinger was there just to get Frank Reich fired. They drafted him <laughs> over a year ago <laughs> to get Frank Reich fired. Apparently, they knew the Patriots were coming to town. But that has been it for that. So let's go through it again real quick. You know, get on a video. So Jets, I have Jimmy G. You have Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Giants, we both have Danny Dimes. Raiders, we both have Tom Brady. Miami, I have Derek Carr. You have Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Seattle, sign Gino. I have him picking a quarterback. You didn't quite say that. Indy, picking a quarterback. Washington, you have Derek Carr, which I really like, and I think there's a high chance of it, but that was my big swing, Lamar Jackson. Mm. If he does, indeed does need to be traded. I, I think by a recent Washington commander standards, Derek Carr could be a... A big splash. I mean, he would be, yes. Because they've got it's Heineke, uh, Carson Wentz, and um, Fitzmagic was the, like, the, the last three quarterbacks they've used. Mm. And Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Um, all right, so. We talked about him twice this show. I know, right? <laughs> That's a record. Yeah. We're talking about Alex Smith. All right, with that, we're getting ready to wrap things up. Jesse, take it away with the Tommy report real quick first. Okay. It was week 18. They wrapped up the division the week prior. Yeah. But, hey, they played the Falcons, so you knew Tom was going to win. And guess what? He didn't. <laughs> they lost 30-17. And Tom only played the first half. No one gave a damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom's going into the playoffs for the first time in his life with a losing record. Actually, I think this is the first time he's had a losing record. In general. Yeah. In his life. Yeah. Like, I wonder how he's dealing with that. What do you think is worse for him right now? <coughs> that or, like, his wife taking the kids and, like, all that. I think the losing record. Yeah. I think the losing record's worse. Yeah. Like, everybody doesn't even remember her name. <laughs> yeah, he'll find another one real quickly. Yeah, and his kids. Uh, also, also she, ended up, she ended up with her jiu-jitsu distru- instructor. Like, yeah. That's, that doesn't hurt quite as much. It's just a it's just a jujitsu. <laughs> it's not another. It's not an NFL. <laughs> yeah, she didn't she didn't shack up with Aaron like, Rodgers. Like, yeah, like I'm still Tom Brady. Like you know, 
right. Yeah, it wasn't Aaron Rodgers or anything. Darwin, actually, he has a new girlfriend. Who, Aaron? Yeah. Well, it's not Blue of Earth anymore? No. Aww. It's the Milwaukee Bucks owner's daughter. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Blue of Earth. I get like when she was stuck in Columbia or whatever. I guess he's like, I guess. I, guess. I, I bet Blue of Earth is the type that they are still boyfriend and girlfriend. Probably. Yeah, I think it's one of I think it's one of those. Good for Aaron. <laughs> Good for him. Okay. All right. Getting ready to wrap it up. Darwin Award. I love this Darwin. I love this Darwin. All right. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> ready? Yep. This week's Darwin Award winner is the Houston Texans. Why? Well, I mean, you you fired your coach in back-to-back years. That's not a good look. But, I mean, that guy you hire, you kind of hired him just to, I feel like, dick him around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I can't remember the, who's the last coach's name? David Colley. David Colley. That was his name. <clears throat> like, we felt he actually did kind of a good job with a, a nothing roster. Mm-hmm. And then you brought in Lovey Smith, you know, maybe dot, dot, dot to look good for the Rooney rule also, but that's a different conversation. And then you created maybe one of the most toxic environments, teams I have ever seen in my life. No one wants to play for you. I mean, I remember the tank for Tua. Like, people didn't want to play for Miami. But, like, Flores brought them in. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm blaming Lovey Smith at all. Because he deserves no blame. There's nothing he could have ever done with this situation. Mm-hmm. Because the Texans were just that much of a dumpster fire. And just this god-awful mess they have created. Mm-hmm. And now no one probably wants to work for them. No one wants to coach that team. But w- w- you're missing the big point here, though, on why they're a Darwin. There's a specific reason for why they're a Darwin, though. Because they dicked uh, Lovey Smith around, right? No. No, you don't? I mean, oh, my gosh. We were not on the same page. Because well, you knew you were firing Lovey Smith before the game. And oh, it had been leaked put- that you were firing him before the game. He coached the game anyway, goes for two, and costs you the number one overall pick. I have mixed feelings about that, though. Oh. Because there was apparently a meeting, and, like, yes, like, I'm sure Lovey Smith's not going to be able to, like, I'm getting fired. <clears throat> yeah. But, like, you know, maybe they knew, but I don't know if Lovey Smith knew. Okay. I'm I, sure they knew. I still feel like, listen, if you already know you're going to fire him and you're in position to have the number one pick. Maybe. I kind of think I want to fire the head coach and make sure that I can do everything possible to lose the game. Uh, because it, I, it becomes all the funnier because then Lovey Smith goes for two instead of having a tie. Goes for the win and screws them over for that pick. Do you think he still has um, loyalty to the Bears? Lovey? Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe at that point. I guess if you know. Like, I don't think so, though. For the Bears. I don't. But I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure it's not actually. I mean, yeah, I would have not. If I knew that I was getting fired, I'd do that, too. What a great middle finger to the organization. Sure. Like, to me, Lovey Smith wins. Lovey Smith won the day. <laughs> it's the Texans who are the Darwin for ruining their number one overall pick for a coach they, they leaked before the game that was they were going to fire him. And then he goes for two to ruin your pick. That was great. Hey, good for Lovey, though. That was my favorite moment. I hope Lovey Smith gets a good job next year. He's not going to. <laughs> he's he's never getting another head coach. I'm not. See, no, no, it doesn't have to be head coach, but I oh. hope he's somewhere where it's a good team. Okay. He has a now, winning, <clears throat> a winning every, squad. Now, everything you said for the Darwin beforehand, 
does apply. I mean, like that builds in the why this is so funny. For it's sure. just, I, yeah, it's just they the, did. the the perfect icing on the cake. Because usually we don't like doing Darwin's as like a, a total package. Usually we like single events that are funny and stupid. So the the culminating cherry on top is the sure. single event of you went for two yesterday sure. and ruined your number you, one. You have this one. massive dumpster fire and you're picking second. Yeah. You... <laughs> You have a mad. That's a good way to put it. You were so bad, you even failed at failing. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that episode of Tosh Point oh, mm-hmm. where we gathered those two guys who had like they were tied for the record for most second place finishes, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, what are you playing?" Like, "Oh, last second, I'm just going to slow up and let him take it." And they both said that. But it was like, wouldn't you then like be in first place with the most second place finishes, and then the second place person is technically the winner? Mm-hmm. And they both were just kind of like, "Oh." <laughs> And no one knew what to do. That's funny. That one, yeah. <laughs> All right, but anyway, congratulations to the Houston Texans this week. You suck. Darwin Award winner. And I'm sure you won many more with your situation. Exactly. All right. So, playoffs coming up. You have the Jags in the upset. And, and you have Dallas choking against Tampa. Are the Bucks an upset since the – well, actually, yes, Jacksonville's also a home team. Yeah, but Jacksonville is still an upset. I bet you the okay. Let's guess the line. Yo, all three Florida teams made. The I bet you. I bet you the Chargers are favored by two and a half. And then I'm gonna guess that the Cowboys are favored by six and a half. Six. Yeah. Wow, I really, really screwed up the Cowboy Bucks line. Cowboys are favored by three. I was going to say six. That's but still Tom Brady. The Chargers are favored by one and a half points right now. So I was... I was Breaking oh. news. What? The Cardinals are firing head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. And GM, Keem, just Keem, Steve Keem. Oh, he's fired now too? Is stepping aside. Oh, okay. Mutual, probably thing. Now, here's the thing, right? Do you think it was his idea to pay Kyler, or do you think the owner said you have to do it? I don't know, because he seemed pretty smug when it happened. Who? The GM. Oh, okay. Like, I got it done. Oh, maybe. So maybe. Yeah, he deserves to get fired for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, mean, I mean, we knew this was coming. Listen, he, look, well, you could be like... Like, he's, he's proud of himself because he got what the owner wanted. Mm. Could have been that situation. Like, you got to get Kyler. And he's like, I did it. You I know, in it. Kime's defense, I kind of wanted to defend him, though, a little bit. I actually think he's done a decent job. Like, I don't think the roster is that bad. Unfortunately, I think you whiffed on the coach. And then you, you didn't whiff on the quarterback completely. He's I just mean, not a quarterback you should have then paid $49 million. I mean, offensive side of the ball, I think you're built pretty well. I thought even defense-wise. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker on the corner. Buda Baker, is, is he still even that good, though? No, probably not. Isn't Peterson there? No, he's gone now. I know they have someone else in that secondary, though. Maybe. Like, I thought they've drafted pretty well. But, listen, at the end of the day, if you give a bad contract and you whiff on the head coach, I mean, you know, some of the bigger things. So, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But we knew Kingsbury was getting fired. But as it stands right now, for sure, the Carolina job is open, the Denver job is open, the Indy job is open, and the Arizona Cardinal job is open now. Yeah. So now they are just waiting to hear, oh, and the Texans job is open. Yeah. So wait, they're all open now that we talked about, officially. 
I mean, is Jeff Saturday officially fired? Ah, uh, maybe not. Maybe he's not technically officially fired. Uh, yeah. He's not officially fired? I mean, uh, I don't know, but, like, yeah, those are all the... I mean, other than Indianapolis, which... I know. We don't know, but, like, probably. We, we, we know. <laughs> everything else, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I'm glad to have that breaking news right there before the end of the show. Yeah, we're not in that room there editing. I know, right? Uh, and we probably do that thing we do with Baker Mayfield that one time. We just run back in here and be like, breaking news. Yeah, yeah, we did do that. Um, the line came down to one and a half, but I was right. The line opened at two and a half that the Chargers were favored. But then they realized Trevor Lawrence is him. and Yeah. Boy, I can't <laughs> believe how bad I whiffed on the Dallas Bucks one. I really got ahead of myself there. I think everyone else is starting to see what I see. That this this these cowboys have no spine. Nah. I mean, I guess they because they lost the commanders yesterday. They're just a bunch of boys. I think I'm hitting the Dallas line right now. Mm. A couple thousand. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I would not ever put that much money on the cowboys to do anything. <laughs> All right. That has been it for slow your roll. This week, looking forward to this first round of the playoffs. I know, and uh, it's going to be garbage again. I, no, I'm really looking forward to this head to head, though, on the Bucks and the Cowboys. All right, have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen.